This week on Geek Explained, in part two of In December, I'm joined by returning guest Matt Draper to discuss what might be the best comic of the year. So lace up your boots, hit your music, and head to the ring, because we're putting the Geek Explained spotlight on Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer's Do a Powerbomb. Welcome back to Geek Explained. I'm your host, Eric Kazana, and today's episode is part two of our inaugural In December, where I'm dedicating the entire month of December to creator-owned comics. Last week, we kicked off our event with Peter Cannon Thunderbolt, and this week, in what might be the quickest turnaround from comic release to covering it on the podcast, we're discussing Do a Powerbomb by Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer, and this week, I'm going to be Joined by someone who loves pro wrestling and comics just as much as I do, special returning guest, Matt Draper. We also have, of course, this week's Comics Countdown, where I'll chat you up about all the comics you should be checking out this week. So make sure you stay tuned for that after the jump. Uh, I will not lie to you. I am very excited this week. I love the Christmas season, but also this is Crisis Core Reunion Week. So as you are listening to this, I am playing Crisis Core Reunion, which is all I ever wanted. Um, I've been having a pretty uh busy time so far in the uh in the holiday season but i'm really excited to talk about some great comics this week i hope you're enjoying in december so far this one's a lot we get a little personal we get a little mushy uh do a power bomb is a very serious and sensitive uh comic so uh forgive us if we end up getting a little uh a little teary-eyed as we go through this, but it's a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, let's roll right on into the main event, the main course, the entree, if you will, as I, alongside Matt Draper, put the Geek Explained spotlight for part two of In December on Do a Powerbomb.
ladies and gentlemen, your main event of the evening. Oh, let's get ready to fucking cry because <laughs> we are in part two of In December, the month-long series where I'm dedicating the entire month of December to creator-owned comics. Last week, we kicked everything off with Peter Cannon Thunderbolt, and this week, we are tackling what might be the best comic of 2022. And to talk about the best comic of 2022, I had to get the guy who hates comic books. The guy who I would trust to handle this topic, both pro wrestling and comic books as a whole, with the utmost tact and sincerity. You know him. You love him. It's clobbering time! Hailing from Chicago, Illinois, the best in the world! It's Matt Draper! Matt Draper has returned to the podcast finally. Welcome back, man. Thank you for having me. CM Punk for life. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm wondering what you're doing eating a muffin right now, but I'm sure that won't. I've got my, I got my lime spin drift right here. Listen, I, I'm old, I'm hurt, <laughs> and I work with fucking children. <laughs> I, I, I'm really curious on your thoughts on Owen Likes Comics, if you could. Uh... What did someone like me ever do to deserve a fucking dumb fuck like Owen Likes Comics? <laughs> Shout out to Owen. We love him. Um... Tell me when I start speaking lies. <laughs> where's the lie uh matt <laughs> crickets, crickets. hold on <laughs> lengthy one minute of silence please. <laughs> <laughs> what what's splained geek doing in the impact zone oh god <laughs> <laughs> uh, go, matt, welcome go. back to the show man thank I'm you thank you back. i'm happy to be here starting my feud with moose uh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna <laughs> go for about two months, and then we're gonna drop it so that you can uh, job to Tyrus, oh, who is oh making a, a, a oh quick uh, little. We don't detour. talk about Tyrus. It, it, in it, the NWA, it, it physically pains me because I love <laughs> that that NWA World's Championship is like my favorite title, mm-hmm. and to see it on him really hurts me. Oh man, yeah, well, you can see it every week on Gutfield yeah boy can't we uh <laughs> if it wasn't obvious already we're talking do a power bomb and this is actually do kind of special power bomb. because anytime that matt has come on in the podcast we're usually talking about comic books and ultimately it always devolves into at least 30 minutes of us talking about wrestling well oh, hell now yeah. ladies and gentlemen and they's and thems we're talking about both so you're going to be getting an entire episode of Pro Wrestling Talk. I hope you're ready for that. I'm excited. I'm really excited. We're going to uh, weave it together like a beautiful tapestry. It's going to be like stitched together with a want. It's going to run. <laughs> stitched together with uh, with lots of tears. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, I as we're recording this, uh, Do a Power Bomb number seven just came out. This is the quickest we've ever covered a comic on the podcast mm-hmm. after it's come out. Like. The end of the series just came out today, and we are recording the episode already. I have yeah. <laughs> never done this quick a turnaround before in a comic book. Yeah, uh, this, I mean, it's super fast. I've 
the close for me with videos, the only time I've ever been a super fast turnaround on a comic was um, Mr. Miracle. Mm. I didn't want that. But, you know, when you're following month to month, you get lots of thoughts together, right? Yeah. And you're really invested. And I know we were both saying we both reread the entire series and prep for reading the final issue. Sure did. And uh, oh boy, oh boy, Ooh, we're going to get into feels- it. But before we get into it, I just want to say I have a special drink here tonight. It's my uh, El Segundo Brewing Company, Steve Austin's Broken Skull American Lager, right here for the podcast tonight. This so- episode's the podcast is sponsored by Broken Skull Ranch. <laughs> if, you, if you want to see Matt Draper crack open a stone cold beer right here on the Geek Explain podcast, give me a hell yeah. Matt's got some uh, Matt Weisers, and we're going to get this going here. Oh, that's good. I've never had one before. Yeah, is it nice? He he usually only does IPAs, and I'm j- I just don't really enjoy IPAs all that much. Well, there is an IPA, and there is the American Lager. I'm not an IPA fan, personally speaking, uh, so I got the, the lager, and it's good. I like nice. lager, and uh, it's a nice tall can, too. Got plenty plenty to drink, which makes me <laughs> when, when Austin was... Um, was at WrestleMania, right? And he does the whole thing, and I liked his match and everything um, with Owens. And then, um, you know, he he drank, he brings out the the beer, and they made sure there was a beer right there on the the mat, like <laughs> in shot. They gave it a lengthy shot, ready for it. And um, and then you know, it's like I'm sure that was part of the deal. He's like, okay, I'll come back, and you can pay me lots of money, and also you got to promote my beer. <laughs> And, and it's like good for Steve. And then the second night when he came out and he um he he gave Vince McMahon the worst stunner in history. Oof. Wasn't Oof. it just? And I rewatched that stunner like a couple weeks ago. It was really bad. <laughs> it was just as bad as I had remembered it. But he did he did give um oh what's his name um Mr. Money in the Bank. Uh, uh, he gave him a yeah um he gave him a great stunner. He sold yes. that super well. He did the like bicycle kicking through there. And then, uh, when he stunnered, um, McAfee. Yes. And, uh, and then McAfee, <laughs> McAfee's on the ground outside and he's drinking the beer <laughs> laying down and he's like covered in beer. <laughs> Pat McAfee is a national treasure. Yes. National treasure. Pat McAfee. I totally agree. He should be in the spot that Logan Paul has been in. Like I know physically and like, he's got other, uh, other things that he's doing, but good lord, the athleticism yeah. of that man. And he's just a great commentator. Yeah. I just love, I just love that he's he he's at it so much, and um, you know, I think he's he's a pretty he's a really big addition. I think so. I'm sure he'll when he comes back, it'll be great. But you know, they're holding down the fort. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. I I actually really enjoy having Wade on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I, it's it just he brings a different feel to it, which I like. Yeah. Uh, I, I like him more as a commentator than I ever did as a wrestler. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's just my opinion. So if you can't already tell, there's going to be tons of non-Dua Powerbomb wrestling talk in this. Uh, so just be aware of that. But we are going to be talking about this comic because um, this is, and I think a lot of people are agreeing, like one of, if not the best comic of the year. Yeah. And... I was sure that it was going to be at least top five as the mm-hmm. months were going on. But as we got into like the last like two or three issues, I'm like, Oh, this is, this is one or two very easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's crazy. 
And I mean, we we're not unfamiliar with Daniel Warren Johnson as a creator and Mike mm-hmm. Spicer along with him. The two of them have worked together oh, yeah. on numerous projects, um, stuff that I've covered on the podcast, stuff that you've covered on your channel. And he's just he can't miss. It's I crazy. Know, I know I've got I got season tickets to DWJ for sure. Anything that he does and I'm there, uh, you know, talking about. You know, before do a power bomb, the last thing he did was it was it Dead Earth was his last one? I think Beta Ray Bill came after Dead oh, Earth. Oh gosh, yeah, Beta oh, Banger after banger after, <laughs> after banger, banger after banger. Like, yeah. So um Beta Ray Bill for Marvel, which was again amazing, metal as hell, awesome action, so emotional gut punch. Yeah. And that one was for me, the emotions of that were more subtle. Yes. And the end was was just this quiet heartbreak yep in it and then i guess before that was dead earth yeah which was so cool awesome um i love dead Earth. i did a video on that one and before that was murder falcon which is still i think murder falcon and do a power bomb are tied for me for my favorites Ooh, nice. from him yeah and murder falcon metal as hell throwing up the horns every issue and then <laughs> final issue like couple issues before the end heartbreak and then the end just so emotional so so emotional which did you catch the murder falcon reference at the end of this book i will let you know i have not read murder falcon so that probably went over my head but i am definitely going to be reading it after this all right well then i won't say what the murder falcon reference is okay don't because i don't want to spoil it but i will say that anyone that has spoiler wow yeah so i won't say anything but if you're for anyone listening if you've read murder falcon you'll see some stuff in in the finale of this comic that references murder falcon please go read it i I love it It, as a fan of like classic metal it's super fun also you know that's the whole love letter i i love that murder falcon was his love letter to metal Mm -hmm. and obviously do a powerbomb is his love letter to to pro wrestling yep um it just it's really fun and exciting to see someone tie their ult their other interests outside mm-hmm. of comics directly into a comic and you see you feel that love absolutely like you you feel the love that he has for hook in beta ray bill hot take hook not a good movie i don't uh, like i don't like hook. hook it's bad but <laughs> i think it's quite bad too but, but i think the the theming of it with beta ray bill is immense it's incredible yeah yeah um, and even books that i'm not like i have no interest in that like they announced jurassic league the mm-hmm. justly dinosaurs thing it rips i don't yeah. i'm not i have no interest in it but it's like it's still the coolest thing it's fun i haven't finished it but i like that one too yeah dwj is one of those guys who is just he is he is enjoying a certain reign of terror over the comic books industry not unlike <laughs> 2003 triple h except we're actually enjoying it <laughs> or uh 2003 jeff jarrett in tna talk about my world <laughs> ref bump hair <laughs> shot stroke jarrett retains <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this like was... I said chair shot. I meant guitar shot. I'm sorry. I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. Guitar shot with the baby powder. Yeah, with the baby powder. It's gotta be. <laughs> um quick note also, because you mentioned it earlier and I want to circle back to it. What, Jeff uh, Jarrett kind of rocking it in AEW? 
I mean, kind of low key rocking it. He's, he's the lone gunman. He's he's the man <laughs> in the black hat. Uh, he's, he's my Undertaker. Oh God, uh, that Mister Miracle video that you did, first mm. video I ever watched from yours. Oh really? It was the That's first awesome. video from your channel. You said he's this Joker, and I've been, I've been a loyal subscriber ever since. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk to you, Matt Draper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm actually very excited to see what he and Bray Wyatt cook up. I, I, that's they're, they're slow cook. Oh, they're slow cooking it. I, oh yeah, that's a brisket. I'm a little impatient. I'm a little impatient, but they're they're cooking. They're cooking. It'll be, Let them it'll cook. Be great. I think this yeah. will be great. Yeah. When yeah, Bray guess... finally wrestles again at WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania of 2024, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of lot of talking to the crowd. A lot of talking. Yeah. But he's let, let him talk, let him talk, let him talk to you. He is uh, <laughs> he's crushing it, and he's he's going to start introducing maybe some more of his live action puppets, which were horrifying to look at dur- during oh, yeah. that uh, that premium yeah. live event. Yes, it was a premium live event. It was great. That was a great. That was how you make him feel big. Yeah, he 100%. felt like a star, like the return of a star. And everyone's just waiting. They're just like, "What is? What is he doing? When are we getting to the fireworks factory? Like, when is Bray showing up?" And then, (laughs) then he did. Um, It was awesome. But uh, yeah, so you know, we still haven't even talked about this comic. But uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Daniel Warren Johnson, like we said, and that mix of him doing the these crazy stories with crazy action. They're really exciting and fun and outlandish. And the concepts, when you say something, when you tell someone the concept. Yeah. It's about a tag team pro wrestlers that are fighting to resurrect someone in a multiversal tournament. That's yeah. wild. That's super high concept. <laughs> or Murder Falcon is about a guy whose band broke up and he finds a guitar that summons a humanoid falcon from another dimension to protect the world from invading aliens through the power of heavy metal. That's yes. insane, right? Stuff like that. And then you read it and it's has such a beating heart to it. And the characters are so human and relatable and the emotion is so deeply ingrained. And then of course, you know, the the action rocks and the art is incredible. Absolutely. It's this so when you get it all together that's the the secret sauce of, of of dwj and there's no one else doing it like this right now and he's been infusing that in every story that i've read from him and mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things that you when you pick up a dwj book you know it's from him like there are i think a few uh writers and artists in the game today that when you pick up a book of theirs, you immediately know it's theirs. Mm-hmm. And DWJ is one of those guys who not only, I mean, obviously he writes and draws everything. And so his art style is very, uh, very recognizable, but it's mm-hmm. also the theming across all of his books. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's loss. It's, um, themes of family of self-acceptance like mm-hmm. it's really cool to see how many different stories he can tell with that kind of thesis statement behind them mm-hmm. and this is no exception 
I when this was announced, right? I knew this was going to be incredible because the other stories prior to this all had a little bit of pro wrestling infused in them, whether mm-hmm. it was hitting a uh, uh, rainmaker clothesline, <laughs> yeah. uh, whether it was any of the incredible wrestling uh, mentions or even the t-shirts and the graphics <laughs> that he'd give little Easter eggs to in his other stories. When he finally announced like, I'm doing just a full on pro wrestling comic. I knew I was like, this is a book made specifically for me. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, it's incredible. And it absolutely lives up to that amount of hype. Yeah, I totally agree. I was, I was so excited. I was marking out bro. And uh, the, um, <laughs> It's interesting. We should talk about like the background of the book too, because he talks about yeah. it in the afterward of the the first issue, and he's a fairly new pro wrestling fan, actually. Yeah, that so he was shocked it was like, me. Yeah, so he was saying it was like 2018 when he got into pro wrestling. Which what and a that, time! Yeah, good time, good time to get into pro wrestling. And he, man, uh, he said that he was up late taking care of his newborn daughter. Who wasn't sleeping, you know, and when newborns are, you know, first few months of their life, they're up all hours of the night. And so you have to be up gone. Sleep, sleep, sleep schedule's gone. You're just, <laughs> you know, at the mercy of this baby's whims. And with his baby daughter, you know, he had the TV on and he came across uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And it was Kota versus Ishii. Oof. I think that's what he said. Yeah. And it made him like an instant fan. And so he got deep into pro wrestling after that. So this idea of the bond between a father and a daughter via pro wrestling, it's all there. It's all just so tied in together in his own life. So it makes total sense why this is the story, why this is what he's talking about. um, Although he said that, it was like the final issue in the afterward. He was saying that when he was breaking the story and present presenting it, he didn't originally realize that um, Cobra son and you were going to be father and daughter. Also real quick, full on spoilers folks. So just be aware. We're going to be talking mad spoilers <laughs> yeah. in this book. So yeah. Just, you should read all of it before you get to this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, did I say you, I meant Lana. You as the father, the mother, Lana is the daughter. Yeah. Um, and so that, I mean, it's such a huge, important part of, of the book, the entire story. Yeah. And I could see how the story would also work with a guy who is, you know, feeling guilty for the death and the daughter coming together. So when that's set up as them coming together to me, it makes sense. And then the twist adds a ton more emotion to it. I didn't see the twist coming. Me either. Oh, man. And rereading it, like, all the clues are there in the first mm-hmm. couple issues. And it's it's fascinating because it starts off in my favorite, uh, in my favorite way to start a story, a tragic flashback. <laughs> and we get to meet not Lona, but we get to meet Yua. Yua mm-hmm. Steel Rose, who I just want an entire book about just her because mm-hmm. she's incredible. She's the um, coolest. Also, rocking the coolest looking title belt with the TGPW belt. Yeah, it's sick. I got a sticker of that, and it's just it's the coolest th- looking thing. Um, <laughs> After I finished this, I was like, I'm buying all the merch. Yeah, 
say i i got the i got both of the championship belt stickers and then just mm. a sticker that says do a power bomb and i slapped the logo on my uh a big old water bottle so <laughs> <Nice. laughs> yeah uh but you get to meet Yua. you get to meet all of the major players in this first issue right mm-hmm. you meet Yua. you meet lona you meet cobra sun uh who is just a traditional heel in all all manners i I remember cracking open this first issue for the first time and seeing the page that has you holding up the title belt with the streamers. And I'm like, I need that art. Yeah. Like immediately. <laughs> it's, so cool. it's yeah. so cool. And it's like, this book also does a great job. If you are not, obviously it rewards you if you're a pro wrestling fan, but mm-hmm. if you're not, this also does a great job in giving you basically what you need to know about the sport before mm-hmm. you get invested in the actual characters, which is, I mean, really the main meat of pro wrestling. And watching the the match between Cobra Sun and Yua and that tragic death of Yua due to Cobra slipping on the ropes. Classic problem. It's happened yeah, before, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, it's It's so tragic and jarring. And then, you know when you reread it in the context because so you know, obviously spoilers like i said like you said um at the end it's at the end of issue two that we find out that cobra son is lana's father yeah. and you as husband mm-hmm. and so this even worse you know that he was responsible for the death of his own wife and mother of his daughter is yeah. like even even more tragic it's like it's terrible and it's really brutal. It's a really brutal start. And you see her like land like really Ugh. bad. Yeah. It's not. There's a lot more extreme violence in this story 100%. and impacts that are way harder. But you just see it all right there and you see why and what happened. And um, man, it's it's brutal. And Yua is there and runs into the ring for her mom. And we find out that she's died and. Um, you get these intercutting between the hospital where the father breaks the news and also this flashback, which is really, really important in this story. Um, in, uh, in young Yua's room, her room is just a shrine to her mom. Yeah. Posters and a replica belt and, or it might even be the real belt, um, action figures and all this sort of stuff. Uh, that she's just so excited. And I think we need to read, you know, this conversation because it's really key. Oh, 100%. Um, Especially because, like, it is the heart of the entire book. And she doesn't want to go to bed. And she asks her mom, you know, where do we go after our life? Mom says, you mean dying? I guess so. Well, I don't really know. Somewhere far away? Somewhere light or warm, maybe? It's all a big mystery. But don't you worry, I'm not going anywhere for a long time yet. And yeah, so that's the context. And, and she and, dies. And that flashback gets interrupted by her dad coming around the corner and being like, she's gone. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. oh, just gut punches you immediately. And then yeah. we cut to 10 years later and she's getting gut punched for real as well <laughs> yeah. as face punched. Yes. And and getting um, getting Falcon arrowed. <laughs> dude. The Falcon Arrow is like low key one of my favorite moves. It's a great move. It's just yeah. so visually appealing. Hikaru Shida just... 
Oh yeah. Hikaru Shida does awesome Falcon Arrow. And I think uh Rollins also does a great Falcon Arrow. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, that's it's true. gotten less, I think, less impressive as the years have gone on. But when he <laughs> used to hit that superplex into the Falcon Arrow, that shit oh, used yeah. to be clean as hell. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, we and... see Lona just like doing doing the independence thing, working out in in high school gyms, and she's trying to impress her uncle uh who is a promoter and he has sworn not to train her because he made a promise to her dad that she didn't know about Mm -hmm. and she gets into it with her dad because he didn't want her to be a wrestler understandably so yeah Uh, especially with the context of him being cobra son and then that's when lona meets necroton yeah willard necroton (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a name just i have forgotten because i just as yeah. the story goes on he's just called necroton or he yeah. calls himself necro yeah willard willard necroton <laughs> yeah <laughs> former conqueror of worlds who has been confined to an island due to his uh failure to conquer his own world is putting on the death life tournament for death life pro wrestling or dlpw and uh, he invites her to participate in the tournament. Only one catch. It's a tag team tournament. So she has yeah. to find a partner. I wasn't. Yeah, I I wasn't. I, I read no spoilers. I read no previews for this before okay. it came out. So the whole tag team angle was a surprise to me. But yeah. it works really well for what the story is going to be. Um, I was going to say Uncle Blood kind of looks like Eddie Kingston. 100% he does. Yeah, he looks, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's intentional. He looks like Eddie <laughs> Kingston. I love I Eddie. It, as, it is intentional. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the, I would love to to hear Johnson talk about all the, the references yeah. that are in here. I know he has a YouTube channel where he talks a lot and he does art and everything. A lot of times it's co-hosted with his dad, which I think is, is really that's cool. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... So it's interesting to to hear that. Um, I was gonna say that flashback match at the beginning, sweet as hell. Orihara Ooh. moonsault to the Ooh, outside my God. into the Isn't crowd. It just and I was just thinking about how not just that it's tragic, obviously, that their husband and wife, but that um, wrestling was like a love language yes. between them. That they fell in love because they were wrestlers and wrestling together and against each other. Yeah, is a love language. And, you know, at first, when I first started the book, I was sort of like, what's going to be the context of pro wrestling in the story? Is it going to be work or shoot? Uh, You know, is this going to be predetermined or not? And I love the twist that, yes, it's all predetermined. It's our own wrestling. And then they're fighting people from other planets where wrestling is real. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone is so like, bemused by the idea of like no you get you guys fight for real too right it's not yeah you're not performing (laughs) why would you fake fighting each other to the death yeah exactly um so i love that twist and every every everybody that they fight really does live their gimmick oh boy don't they just yeah yeah, I, I was going to say as well, like the, the twist about it being a tag team, because it's very easy to be. And the I think the first couple issues, the covers set you up for like, 
oh, eventually it's going to come down to Lona versus Cobra Sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just what's going to happen. And forcing them to team up is genius. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the covers they're great. They don't they don't actually reflect like anything, which is amazing. Very rarely, yeah. But that's old I, school. I love where Cobra. We find Cobra Sun as well in the present day. Just Terry Funk in it. Terry Funk in it over the hill still jacked to the gills mm-hmm. uh but you know doing dumb hardcore matches it's very much the wrestler and he is he is the uh the mickey rourke character just bumming it and doing hardcore matches because he wants to feel something yeah so i guess we need to also establish that if you win the tag team tournament the winners will be able to resurrect a um person of their choice because Necroton was a in, intergalactic, interdimensional ruler and a, you know, a sorcerer and everything. And then was defeated. Necromancer yeah. specifically. Very important. And that he's banished to this tiny, you know, island in the middle of the universe. Can't leave it. And eventually found TVs that could pick up reception <laughs> of pro wrestling from across the multiverse. And this here is the just the big the big statement of the, the entire book, which is this full page yes. splash of it, Necroton saying, uh, is because I love pro wrestling. <laughs> like this is how I picture Johnson pitched it. Yeah. To, uh, to image. Yeah. He's got a, a coat on the back says pro wrestle, um, <laughs> you know, and, um, as far as, you know, references for the wrestling happening here, it's very clear that New Japan is a big reference. Lucha is a big reference um, because that's how we got into it, really. Right. And, and stuff you can like see that. stuff like GCW, ECW with all the mm-hmm. hardcore stuff. Yes. Yes. I don't see a lot of WWE in here. No. Uh, maybe WCW in the Lucha style of WCW. Yeah. In the back of a lot of the issues, he recommends um, matches, matches for people to watch. I fucking love that so much. And like the back of issue three is um, WCW Starcade 96, Rey Mysterio versus Jushin Thunder Liger, yep. uh, which I rewatched. Uh, great match. Still slaps. Yeah. I mean, young Rey Mysterio, like prime Liger. Oof. Yeah, it's great. You, you couldn't ask for a better high flying spectacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super cool. Uh, Cobra Sun is super jacked, which I guess maybe, you know, these first two issues, the way she's like calling her dad and then immediately seeing Cobra Sun, it doesn't contradict, but right. they feel so close together that you're not really you don't thinking think about, about it. it twice. Yeah. Yeah. And, in and the also first issue, in, the, in the flashback, they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, your dad's got to work late tonight. Mm-hmm. So he's going to miss it. Yeah. But somehow he's the first one in the up uh, in the uh, in the hospital. So it's, right. there are clues there that totally went over my head when I read it the first time. <laughs> I also love that when he comes out to the ring, he says, cut my music. Yeah. You know, I love it. I love it when, when a heel uh, yells, at the, yells at them to cut his music. Cut my music. OK, play my music. Now cut my music. <laughs> if I was ever walking out to the ring, I'd just be stopping and starting the music. Do you you would gain heat ju- you would gain X Pac heat just for that X Pac I don't want X Pac heat <laughs> no X Pac heat uh, 
Oh, who was I thinking about? Who who else has go away heat recently? I think Sammy um, Guevara, Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> I think he's coming along. Okay, he might be turning his go away heat into into into, into real, real heat. heat. He's but he's yeah, Sammy. and I think it's all it's all in that mullet that he's growing out. I'm pretty sure if injuries don't derail them, we're getting a hair versus mask at Mania with his dad. And I think that boy's <laughs> getting awesome. shaved. Oh man. I mean he's 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 trying to channel like late nineties Eddie. His right? real dad. His, his real dad. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie should have won that match. Eddie should have won that match. <laughs> I'm your puppy, and I just love that um, Rhea has the uh, "I'm your mommy" yes. shirt now. Holy shit! And it was so cool to see uh, Vicky wearing yeah. the, wearing Rhea's shirt. Come on, the low rider. Oh, so good. It. Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler of all time. He's like, I think he's like two or three for me. He's okay. He's the who first wrestler it? I ever watched. Yeah, who's who else is up there for you? Uh, HBK is my number one. He's okay. just everything that he does. You know, he screwed Brett. He did. He did. Actually, Brett screwed Brett. If you pay attention <laughs> to the tape. Uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, up there as well. I mean, I've I've always been enchanted by AJ Styles. Just He's even amazing. from his short haired like the gay yeah, community. DNA. Like that, like <laughs> that AJ Styles that just like he did his flippy doos and he was the face of the young TNA. Oh God, the spiral tap. The spiral tap. Yeah. Uh, when he when he was hitting the Styles Clash and people knew how to take it. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I've I've always loved him as a wrestler. Um, and I mean, how can we forget? the american nightmare himself oh my god he's he's for the listener at home eric is wearing a cody rhodes shirt full emblazoned with cody's dumbass tattoo on i unironically still like cody rhodes and i don't care who knows tattoo and way too high on the neck (laughs) (laughs) way too high for something that goes straight across it's going right into that jaw Mm mm-mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I agree on that second point. D- if Dusty was still alive and seen that, he'd have died of shame. <laughs> <laughs> He's rolling in his polka dots right now. <laughs> not, the, not the polka dots. <laughs> <laughs> he made him work. Vince uh, tried to bury him, as he did with anyone that he thought was not WWF created. Yep. Tried to bury him. Oh, yeah, Sting. Yeah, yeah. Come on in. Come on in, Sting. <laughs> bury him into the ground against yeah. Terminator triple h oh the Termin- oh with the terminator <laughs> exoskeleton shoot that's with so the bad three terminators behind him that were there specifically just as props yeah oh that 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 stage with that setting in the daylight Ooh, not bad. working that needed bad. night that needed dark and specific mood lighting as all triple h entrances do the man <laughs> needs to be underlit and also have a giant platform for Stephanie McMahon to stand on top of and tell people how much they suck and how much they owe her and her family. Coming out on the motor tricycle? It was incredible. Iconic. <laughs> Ball name, trips? Name a more iconic duo than Triple H and big-ass motorcycles. You can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so who, who would round out your top three? If well, Eddie's besides, at the top. Eddie's at the, so Eddie's at the top, and I just to speak again to eddie guerrero yes incredible in-ring performer extremely ahead of his time yep his matches still hold up all these years later they, they could be put on today and yeah. you'd love it 
um, a guy that was so beloved by fans that when he was playing a heel, they loved him even more. Yep. Lying, cheating, stealing. Oh. I'm half Mexican. Growing up in LA, like everybody loved Eddie also. When he died, I just cried. Oof. It broke my heart. Yep. And yeah, I was that was really height of my my pro wrestling love when I was young. Yeah. That was first wave of Matt's love of pro wrestling, and I'm deep in my second wave of Matt loving pro wrestling. <laughs> the second omnibus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's the comic book? Uh, and so <laughs> he just yeah, I love I loved him so much. Uh, great promos, also. Yeah, so much charisma. Um, that's hard. You know, back in the day, I loved RVD also. Oh, yeah. Great pick. I always loved him. I rooted for him so hard, despite WWE never letting him, you know, <laughs> break through for so long until like the end. And then obviously with the drug they charges tried. and everything. And then that fell apart. But for he was there for years rocking it. Yeah. And they just would not like let him go to the next level. It's like he, he, can he was be... the unsung hero of that invasion angle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, invasion. I mean, the total disappointment. <laughs> But he was like so over with the crowd. He was just because of his work rate and like the way he was, and everyone connected with his his style. And yeah. Vince was like, "Oh, I don't understand. I don't get it. Why, why are you so like chill? Uh, <laughs> I don't get it, pal. <laughs> Not working for me, brother. Um, <laughs> that's that's Hogan looking at an RVD match. Uh, <laughs> um, gosh, so that's tough. I don't know who." Modern, I love Kenny Omega. You sure do. You he's, sure he's do. I'm a huge, <laughs> huge Kenny Omega fan. Like when he was out uh, following the the brawl out, brawl I was out. like, I was like, what is AEW even like? Why do they have this promotion? It's John you Moxley. Be... It's John Moxley, my yeah. guy. <laughs> when, John when... Moxley, <laughs> brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love I love Mox. He's when incredible. His, when his entrance to the ring was longer than his match against Punk. <laughs> what a <laughs> time! Like, what just happened? <laughs> what a magical time that was, where we all were convinced, oh, something's wrong. Something's wrong here. We yeah. don't know what's going on. We worked ourselves into a shoot, brother. We uh, sure and, did. And we've been we've been working that shoot ever since. Can't wait for um, him to come back and take the belt off MJF. Oh yeah, it's great. definitely gonna happen. Punk MJF three uh, before the end of the year, right? Oh yeah, that's he's I mean, New Year Smash, right? New Year Smash. I don't know. Day one, he'll be on day one. You're right. Day one. He's going. He's going to WWE. He's gonna be on day one. Day one. Um, we're going. We're going deep into wrestling. Way off the here. Uh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. and Punk. I'm a huge Punk fan. Also, right? same. When to the point when when <laughs> at that post all out scrum, I was kind of like. Dude's got some points here. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. I remember watching that. I was playing uh, Horizon Forbidden West at the time. And I'm <laughs> sitting there and I'm just kind of like playing the game. And I keep like glancing over like the more irate he got, the more of his muffin he consumed. I'm like, is this, <laughs> is this happening? What the? I just set the control. I was like, what is going on here? Honestly, like when. So, you know, I watched all of All Out except for the the final match with him and Mox. I yeah. went to bed before it came on. It was <laughs> such a long pay-per-view. Yeah, and then I got up in the morning and I watched it without knowing any spoilers. I'm just like sitting there, you know, couch watching. I was like, great match, by the great way. Great match. Uh, great match. Really that, good. 
the end with Mox draped over Punk Oof. on the ground because he hits he hits the GTS, yeah. he bounces off the ropes, he falls on his shoulders, and he has to hit the GTS, get up again and hit the GTS. It was a great match. It was great a great match. match. I didn't know anything. And then I go on Twitter. And I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> what's everyone's problem with my boy Phil? Yeah, you you leave Phil Brooks alone, damn it. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, I watch the the scrum, and I think I like I was messaging you and Owen because yeah. we we're in like a little pro wrestling like message group here behind the scenes. Black and um, yeah, <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm like, you know. CM Punk, even when he's at his worst real life, I'm like, <laughs> kind of reminds me of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to be like, I see why people are mad, but I'm like, hmm, something about this is oddly familiar. Because <laughs> 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 so I love Punk. Like I said, I love Omega. He's he's pr- Kenny, inside and outside the ring, heel or face. I love the guy. Um, it was... um. Tetsuya Naito versus uh, Omega for Wrestle Kingdom that was also recommended by Johnson. Yeah. One of these. Uh, great match. Great um, match. I don't know. That's tough. It's tough to make the three. Yeah, it's tough. It is for sure. I'm a, fa- I'm a fan of Undertaker. Like back when he was, you know, I thought that when he returned as dead man um, post. Um, I didn't love I like. You didn't love it. I I liked. I think he had a lot of great matches. Oh, for sure. I just I, don't I know. really liked American Badass Undertaker. I felt like he got to loosen up a little bit more in that. Big role. Evil specifically. Big Evil specifically. You're right. Is the is amazing. I think that when like when he came back as American Badass, it was like makes sense. I'm you know he needed a change, especially with like Attitude Era. Yep. With everything going on, you can't just be like. Remember, he was Ministry of Darkness, and like that wasn't working. And then he got injured, and he came. He went out and came back yeah. as American Badass, but Big Evil specifically, firing was on great. all cylinders. Yeah, big really red bandana, good. the short yeah. hair, him just coming down to the chopper. Yeah, <laughs> trying to choke slam Hogan. <laughs> yeah. The worst. Oh, <laughs> when Hogan refused, I'm, I ain't selling to you, brother. <laughs> they working for me, brother. Yeah. Love your Did finish. You ever... Can't wait to kick out of it. Did you ever hear about? The story behind when Undertaker beat Hogan for the the title back like back in the day, like the first time. No. So this was when this was early days when Undertaker was a couple years in. Oh and yeah, he's got he, the match. He tombstones he, him. Yeah, on, on the, the chair, chair, right? <laughs> oh my god! So Undertaker told this story like after his retirement because he, he you know after he retired he's finally like I can break kayfabe now. Yeah, because uh, he was so like dedicated. Oh, so into it and. <laughs> He he says before the match, Hogan's like, just be careful with my neck, brother. Like I'm really working with an injury here. You know, you gotta be gentle with me. Um, it's like, don't worry. Like I got, you know, Hogan's Hogan. Yeah, this is this is Hulkamania is still running wild at this point, brother. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something, Jack. Like he, you know, <laughs> he's in the match, and the the finale, the the end of the match is ref bump. You know, guitar shot. interference, guitar shot. <laughs> stroke um my world and uh you know the interference i think he might hit hogan with the urn paul bearer slides a a chair into the ring it was actually rick flair slides was it flair okay it might have been flair either way chairs in the ring you know hogan's up for the tombstone undertaker tombstones him on the chair he puts him down (laughs) 
<laughs> he said that as soon as he laid him down, Hogan goes, oh, you got me, brother. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, my God, did I just injure the star of the WWF? I just killed Hulkamania. I just killed Hulkamania. And then so afterward, Hogan goes to he, Hogan goes to Vince and he goes, you know, that was not okay. Like he hurt me. Like I got a I got an injured neck here, brother. Undertaker just you know, he could have ended my career right now. You need to give me back the title. And Undertaker dropped the title back to Hogan right away because of Hogan's politicking. Yep. And then after he didn't see it for a while and he watched the match back. And then if you watch Hogan is like a clear foot above yep. the ground. He has hoisted him so high. <laughs> He's nowhere near. And this is when Undertaker would put him to the side of his yeah. head. You know, if the guy's big enough, like, and, you know, because later when he was really, you know, just like consummate professional, yep. you know, he legs around the head right there, tucked, boom, nailing perfect, yep. you know, nailing exactly right off the mat. No problem. No, no injuries. This was, he was like a foot off the ground. <laughs> oh, you got me, brother. <laughs> you got me, brother. Give me that title back. <laughs> All to say is that the pro wrestling and do a powerbomb is a work. It is an absolute not a work. Um, until they get to the Death Life tournament, yeah. where everything is a shoot. Everything's a shoot. And um, this is where we meet some of the other, uh, the yes. other combatants. Uh, we meet Fiso, or Fuck Your Stupid Opinions, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah, I love it. Um, and then we meet, uh, what are they called, Orangabang? Orangabang, they rock. They rule, man. Like it's a, it's a team because obviously we established Death Life Tournament is a intergalactic tournament. So we've got people from different planets, different realms, and shit. And Orangabang is from an entire planet. It's a Planet of the Apes scenario. But <laughs> yeah, I just love all of these teams. We got Pizza Party, Pizza Party. I love it Lucha with a rap dude yeah. and a pizza superhero. <laughs> lucha bots do we ever even see lucha bots like fight no, i think uh i think knights of rye no oh Puro i think Pat. fiso takes them uh oh yeah fiso yeah, yeah, yeah. takes lucha bots fiso we don't see that though um, we don't Puro see Pack. we don't see Puro Pack fight devil doers either right but we yeah. do see uh knights of rye absolutely demolish pizza party top guys top guys yeah. For no other reason than the smaller one is named Alphonse Elric, and the Full Metal <laughs> Alchemist fan in me popped huge for that. <laughs> I love that they are a literal knight and squire. And their finishing move is called King Arthur's Table, but it's absolutely yeah. the Shatter Machine. Yes. Big rig. Big all rig. Day. And I love that. I like when I saw that, I I was like, Big Rig! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's, oh, it's so I great. love it. All the all I love that there's so many actual wrestling moves in this. Everyone's hitting legitimate yeah. moves that are part of actual pro wrestling. Um, and they're executed really well. And they're just done maybe sometimes more extravagantly. Yeah. A little, little more sauce on them, I but would say. They work them in a little bit. Yeah. Um, strong oh, style, love, we'll call it. Yeah, this is strong style for sure. Uh, you know, Prime Shinsuke would be Oof. killing it. In this tournament, you, ma- you imagine we get a you get a Shinsuke and a Murder Grandpa on the same team here. <laughs> oh yeah, they'd be killing it. What, what about what about my dude Hiroki Goto? Oh oh, you get 
uh, Goto and Shibata in there. Oh, yes. Well, Made in Japan, obviously, DWJ loves Shibata because there was a Made in Japan yep. in the finale of of um, Beta Ray Bill when he Made in Japan's um, <laughs> Surter uh, through the spire. So good. That's so sick. Uh. Um, Faiso is also responsible for one of my favorite uses of automatopoeia ever <laughs> in this, which is Poppy Punch. <laughs> poppy Punch. They go to strike a poppy. They go punch a puppy and then they get stopped. Which and then orangabang. Orangabang, they're awesome. They are, they would be the ultimate example of just guys being dudes if they weren't <laughs> monkeys. So true. They're just guys being monkeys being dudes. Like. Exactly. And they also have the cleanest dropkick since Kazuchika Okada. Um, the opening yes. move from this, just hitting the cleanest dropkick I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, straight up and down, full extension in the legs. Looks like a rocket ship. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um who else? I mean, I could see I could see Lucha Brothers being the Lucha Bots to some Lucha degree, Brothers, but we don't yep. really see them, so it doesn't I'm, you know. We'll, we'll just have to assume, I guess. We'll just assume. Lucha Brothers they would not have lost to Fiso though. No, they wouldn't have. They would Those guys don't sell. They, they don't sell, sell nothing. No. They'll get right back up. They, they they sell they sell the hardware store with the amount of hammers they're using in their matches nowadays. I I am loving the the you know the slow these, turn. Uh, yeah, they're they're slowly turning heel, and this tournament's really good. And yeah, it's yeah, the, the best of seven series. I think is really you. It's a really fine line you have to walk between repetition and like a war of like seven matches. Mm-hmm. Well, there but, wasn't one tonight. Yes, which I think is going to help. We'll break. Yeah, but um, yeah, super clean drop kick, um. And man, that drop kick. So Johnson can like put a single move and make it look like so Oof. powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his and, use of onomatopoeia is sells yeah, that. Absolutely, it adds to the impact or to the velocity. Yep. The way that you can see, you know, in this instance, there's he uses a lot of speed lines, right? Mm-hmm. And that when a figure is moving at a really high velocity, their outline will become really um, jagged. Yeah. There's lots of lots of speed lines Almost that like a become blur. part blurring them, right? And in here, you don't get a ton of it to sell the impact more, but the the boom automatopoeia behind him is jagged, and you see the it's carrying the 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 motion, yeah, across a, the page. The directionality of it is like very clear. Yeah, so that was super fun. I love his, his you know, his figures. They're cartoonish, but they're not like super exaggerated in their proportions. Yeah. At, like, and, and they're not like cartoonish in the way that like a Doc Shane or a Chris Somni is a bit cartoonish. Yeah. yeah. Which is more cartooning, right? Yes. I would say for yeah, Shane yeah, yeah. or Somni. Here, his people are, they're more cartoonish in that their emotions are exaggerated or their, yeah. their, their emotions on their faces are a little bit bigger or there's some simplification of, of, their facial features, but they're more realistically proportioned. Yeah. Cobra Sun's jacked, but he's not like any more jacked than you would see as like a really, really, really in shape pro wrestler. Absolutely. And then other people are, you know, different shapes and sizes. And Lana is in shape, but she's smaller. She's even kind of a little bit Five. like bottom heavy to some yeah. degree. Absolutely. And so, it, so was uh, Yua in the first, the first issue as well. Yeah. 
and they do a great job of making everyone have definitive uh profiles and having everyone look like they're not just like palette swaps of each other which is with the amount of characters that he's drawing in this book it's got to be a tough tough ass <laughs> yeah well that's uh, they're also outlandish too yes. like i said like they're living their gimmicks and that helps um that massive lariat Ooh. here Gorgeous. And that force again, the force perspective of that one, or when Cobra Sun misses his kick, it does make me think of manga. Yeah, it's think it's of like very one, manga like One Punch Man, especially. Yeah, I I also love the uh, the finisher, the Attenborough's Cradle. Yes, I've never seen this, and I don't think we'll ever be able to see this just due to the like physical impossibility of it. It's a top rope German suplex into a springboard neck breaker. Yeah, it's, that's sick. I. You physically couldn't do it, I don't think. I, <laughs> I don't would know. be hard-pressed for someone to do this. But the main selling point for me is the most gorgeous moonsault I've seen since Kurt Angle. Like, <laughs> so good. This incredible moonsault. And yeah. it's, just, it's gorgeous. And she comes down with all her weight. Straight up, yeah. She's not protecting them with no. this. She she is a late stage Jeff Hardy who has given up trying to <laughs> land the swan ton. Yeah. Guess I'll land on you. <laughs> Doc says I gotta land on you now <laughs> if I want to keep my career going. Yeah, late stage AEW Jeff is like boom. <laughs> um, don't hold your breath. <laughs> no, you should hold your breath. It's like a cushion. Poo. Poo. But yeah, Lona's uh, moonsault is just, it's gorgeous. That's another image that I was like, I would want that framed. It oh, is yeah. incredible. There's that moment just, you know, frozen in time. Yeah, hanging you can in the see, air. And, and the, the, the crowd, too, you see them detailed yeah. here, and they're reacting. And um, I love these elements, like the, the three count there, or a little bit earlier with yep. Cobra Sun diving to make the tag where you get multiple images in the same panel. Uh-huh. So you can see it's very dynamic where you can see the context of multiple things happening, playing around. It's really great. I, I love the way that he does that. It almost feels like very like eighties stylized mm-hmm. of like, you see like uh, if specifically you look at like older video games, like a, I don't know why this one came up specifically but like a marvel versus capcom where it's got like mm-hmm. two characters and then suddenly it's just like a new challenger just like strikes through the middle yeah. of the screen like that's kind of what it evokes for me it's that very There's 80s a, I retro can s- i can see some video gamey stuff here like in that first page in the first issue when you get the verses yes between them absolutely or here um when we cut to pizza party versus knights of rhine yeah you see them facing off the lightning we, we, we need more Very of those just in our pro wrestling nowadays. Like, I miss the the uh, Ruthless Aggression days where, like, their graphic would come up and they'd interact with each other before it'd go into the freeze frame. Yeah. Eddie's <laughs> yeah. was incredible every time. Because he'd oh, just, yeah, like, look at somebody and be like, oh, shit. All right, here we go. And he'd freeze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I miss it. I miss it so bad. And we get... Um... What is it here? The New York, the, the, the pizza party goes for the New, New York, York slice, slice, which is a, what, a hurricane Rana into a leg lariat? Uh, that's, that is. That's what they're going for. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they Elric dodge. Marks. 
and we get our we get our big rig. Oof. I love that the the King Arthur's table. We get the um, this like flash of King, <laughs> Arthur, the of table. King Arthur's table. Yeah, it's so yeah, cool. it's super cool, man. And they just break that rat guy's teeth. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, he might be dead. Yeah, he might like, be dead. Racket buddy, like, and just yeah. seeing them as like, it's such a cool dynamic because everyone has such um, different designs. They're mm-hmm. just seeing like this old school, like medieval looking group of yeah. like this gigantic guy and then Lord Farquaad over here, like <laughs> as a wrestling tag team is just it's gorgeous. And that leads into the uh the cover for number four, which I love. Elric just like riding on top of like whatever his partner's name is yeah. shoulders. Yeah, that's fun. That's super fun. Um and we get a little bit of the the backstory of the knights, yeah, right, where they are part of a kingdom where they're they're the kingdom was at war with Necroton, and their greatest warrior died, and so they want to resurrect him. And then we get a montage. We get one of two montages in the in, in montage, and then another montage. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, uh, and we also get a quick flashback as well to the uh, the sword sunrise. The finishing yeah. move that Yua and uh, Cobra Sun used to have. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, a doomsday device into a power bomb. Yeah. Sick Which I hell. suppose is the power bomb of do a power bomb. I guess that must be it. You know, there wasn't really a specific like a decisive power bomb thing. Well, um, no, I, maybe I guess, the end. Yeah, I was going to is... say what because it, it's leading up to them being in harmony and on the same page, I guess. It just makes me think of Star Fox do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. Instead of it's do a power bomb. Um, I mean, I, I won't question the title. It's it is what it is. Oh yeah. You know, you could call this a ton of different things, but do a power bomb. There I, it is. I think it's know. just for for Johnson to be able to just call it dap. Dap. Dap you up. Yeah. You know. It's gonna dap you up. <laughs> and uh, I do enjoy that we get more and more a little backstory of, of people. We'll talk about Faiso soon. Yeah, but we get the, the backstory for Orangabang. They're trying to resurrect their sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so it hurts when they lose. Yeah. And we get that great moment, too, of after the match. They all kind of, they hug Lona because she's like, I'm yeah. sorry, but I need I need my mom. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's so good. There is heart infused into every single issue, which I absolutely adore. Um. And also, Lona kicks out of the big rig. She kicks out of that chatter machine like a champ. Yes, she does. Well, you know, they they do their another montage when they're out in the uh, grassy <laughs> hill somewhere. And then the boom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they have it in the, in the first one, too, where they in the first montage where they hit the oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's down in the left corner. And it's, there it is there, too. It's but so 80s montage, and I love it. Her that. oh yeah is bigger than their oh yeah. Because there's Therefore. an explosion behind her with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. I really, yeah. The, the fight's awesome. Another huge lariat with a giant. Great lariat. Yeah, and... Um, and Coberson gets to pull off my favorite wrestling move. The German suplex. I love the German. It's it's my favorite wrestling move. It's up there with the super kick, the F5, like that thing. Listener, when I had a dream of being a pro wrestler when I was uh, very s- smaller than I am, 
I was convinced the German suplex was going to be my finisher. <laughs> I was convinced like that. I thought that was just the cleanest move. And to see anyone, especially like smaller guys, like anytime Chad Gable hits his rolling finisher on somebody. Yeah. Rolling into a deadlift oh, German. It's gorgeous. so good. Yeah. So like, it's, it's wonderful. When someone can hit a perfect bridging German. Yeah. When they're like, um, uh, uh Takeshita, he's so yeah. good oh at the bridging German and he's so, so good young. at everything. He's amazing. He's gonna be a mega star. And yep. the way he basically German someone while on his tiptoes. Yeah. Which is what you gotta do for the bridge and keeps his feet planted the whole time and does that perfect bridge. Oh my god, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. He's he has all the potential to be the next Okada. Like mm-hmm especially with how much he's already like acclimated himself to foreign fans. Yeah. He's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, he's amazing. So, so they're able to defeat, uh, they're able to defeat the uh, medieval boys and Cobra son hits a great looking Tope Suicida. It's so good. Like directly like flipping into into the opponent right on the the ropes the over Ooh. into the audience um and uh oh i love this moment when or a little bit earlier lana gets back up and she says my mom was u.s steel rose yeah when she gets up cobra's like he's marking out yeah the crowd's going oh, crazy man. necroton's cr- going crazy and she's there wiping the blood off of her face Oof. with the these four panels and the onomatopoeia behind her it's such a great just take that like again the juxtaposition the way that johnson uses panel structure like that is is beautiful and then she hits the lariat the short arm lariat down to the ground yeah the german and she hits a uh it's all it kind of looks like the insane elbow drop Oh, for sure. She gets the hot, she gets the verticality that Kyrie does. She my, Kyrie my throws favorite. her fucking body up in the air with she her elbow drop. Up, you know, legs, hip to the side, Flying elbow up. out, yep. right down. Best elbow drop. My favorite elbow, elbow drop. drop. It's the I best mean, elbow drop ever. It's it's her and Macho Man, and I I love Shawn Michaels' elbow drop. I, also. I love his elbow drop because he always like goes like he's like giving it's somebody the finger. Yeah, like, he, he's just like yep, fuck smacks you. smacks the the elbow to bring it up and down. And I mean, his I is part of the. He it's one of his five moves of doom. Although he has a lot more than five. He's a lot more his, than five moves, Matt. As in the the final s- sequence. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Brett had a five moves of doom. Also, it's true. You know, it's true. When you do your five moves of doom into your into your finisher, the match is over. Or or is the That's big not. you know swerve? Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, Cena only has five moves <laughs> because he always wins. Cena wins. Super, LOL. Super Cena. Super Cena. Um, Let's go to work. Let's go to work. <laughs> I mean, I still get pumped up. Cena coming out, now running into the I ring. D- there was like worse. 08, 09. It was, I would say even into 2010. Like it was, it was a little ridiculous. A little ridiculous. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but then we do get the match between Faiso and Puto Pak. Um, Puto Pak does reveal, or one of the members reveals himself to be Uncle Blood. 
dressed up like um scorpion Scor- scorpion i was gonna say i was gonna say more comic here scorpion yeah <laughs> i mean good for him i mean not so good for what happens next but not yeah so good for what happens because fiso absolutely just bodies both of these poor boys coin pouch of judas that's called my die move dude holy shit yeah like if he wasn't already dead like my god yeah it's yeah it, it's oh my god he picks That's him up in like... a fireman's carry and then um what's her name maggie i'm blanking on it something she jumps off and does the uh the finn balor double boots to the back of this to guy's the back head. of the head Ugh. face in like he's getting spiked like i mean again they're in a uh a, a world where they have to fight for real so yeah. yeah you got your die move you know i guess it's it's a it's a death valley driver into that double stomp well, it's not even because you're not flipping him over they're not well, flipping you, him over. No, you're thinking they're of, just holding. Him. Well, the Death Valley Driver is just straight down. Death Valley Driver turns them over eventually, so you land on the back of your head. Well, yeah, he's he's, he's no, he's him. he's he's landing chin down. See because that? of the stop, though. So he he's spiking himself. He's getting scorpioned right. into the ground with the Death Valley Driver. Scorpion is a, getting scorpioned. Yes. Yeah. So he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't like turn over because in a Death Valley driver, you still turn over. He's literally just hoisted up. He's he's getting booted to the back of the head. Yes. And then spiking down onto his chin. We're, we're going to have to agree to disagree here. He's getting he's not flipping. This he, dude's not flipping. Either the, way, he then the boots gets... because the boots to the back of the head here are still on the back of his head. Right, when he lands down. driving he's still driving him downwards he's getting driven downwards but he's not flipping over to because so obviously <laughs> whatever the the what's imp, the, the thing is is uh, you know we're talking about work versus shoot here with a <laughs> with wrestling and when you're pro wrestling it's 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 a dance between two people and you're supposed to be entrusting each other with the safety of the move Absolutely. so when you do a move on someone there's certain ways that you should never land right no, absolutely and uh the way that um yua lands she lands you know Oof. head you know chin up right body straight up she's breaking her neck and he's almost landing in the same way in the way yeah. that i see it so with a death valley driver you'd be flipping over you know john cena's fu or aa is a really big death valley driver you're really flipping over landing on your back um but when with a death valley driver you should be landing like on the back like far back of your head or your or your shoulders right so that your most wrestling moves are tuck your chin right right tuck your chin so you don't hit your head you know arms out to do your flat back unless it's the styles clash where you don't want to tuck your chin right don't tuck your chin (laughs) and uh, love god (laughs) um Yes, exactly. exactly. Please don't oh. touch your chin in Styles Clash. I, I um, don't know no Yoshitatsu's up in here. Also, don't don't jump up and throw your feet in the air if you're taking a pedigree. Please don't. Like the, fir- the first God. ever pedigree oh, <laughs> that was given. Lord. Which is in every WWE game. Love They're it. like, oh yeah, we'll put that we'll, animation. We'll put it in there because it's, it's fun for the kids. Uncle Blood is destroyed and then choked out and knocked out. Yeah. 
He gets exactly. Shayna baszler Yeah. And then they decide to drop a leg on his Ugh. exposed unconscious neck and they break his neck. It's it's so gross. You see this crack and a tiny little snip sound. Yep. And it's so brutal. They, and you get just we're like... We're sending them to the coat check, brother. Oh, gosh. And you just hate Fiso at this point. Yeah. And uh, Cobra Sun decides that the best thing to do is they got to do a hardcore match. Hype as fuck. This this yeah. last page reveal on issue four is just... Kendo sticks, light tubes, light barbed tube. baseball bat. They sell light tubes in this book like it's death. Yes. Like, I've watched hardcore matches where it's like light tubes. Yeah, they suck, but they're treated like thumbtacks. Like, they just yeah. really suck. But here, if you get hit by a light tube, you're done. That's mm-hmm. it. You're dead. Yeah, they're like kind of sold like they're like hard glass to yeah. some degree. Um, and and so issue five, we get the backstory for FISO. Yeah. With Maggie and with this other guy, they both lost their children. And so they're each trying to get their children back. Mm-hmm. And man, yeah. just a page of Mag- Maggie in the hospital with her dying son, just yeah. oh. cradling him in the bed. You're just like so fast you just get all this humanity in like a single page and it's incredibly cinematic too because mm-hmm. you can kind of hear like the like it's a cold open of just like the beep 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 and then the you know the thing ends and then we get the fucking whatever the title sequence is straight into the meeting of them being like hell no we're not doing a hardcore match like what are you talking about <laughs> and then we get then we get this great scene between Lona and Cobra Sun where um, they're getting themselves ready for this match. And she asks like, this is going to hurt, huh? And him still trying to stay out, stay in this character and out of dad mode. He just admits to her and he's just like, yes. And he does not want her to get hurt, but he has to, they know what they have to do. And he has to just try and guide her as much as he can. He's like, Mm -hmm. but you have to push that pain down deep, separate it from yourself and hide it away where it can't touch you. And don't be afraid of the blood. Wear the red like a badge of honor to show how resilient you are, that you can't be beaten. And yeah, it's 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 gorgeous. It's beautiful storytelling because they're learning to repair the years of them being apart from each other through violence (laughs) <laughs> and through this tournament where the stakes could not be higher. Yeah, and this this match is, is brutal. Um, and it's a hardcore match, so they are wearing t-shirts and they're more taped that. up. And th- right? that's my favorite thing about hardcore matches, seeing people like wrestle in like shirts and jeans just with their yeah. elbow pads. <laughs> well, it's sort of like, you know, practically speaking, it does protect you more. True. You know, from everything that's going to happen. So you're like, okay, harder to get really badly cut. Um, also did not notice this until the read through I did for this episode. Uh, Lona's wearing a GCW shirt. Oh, that's right. I think it's sick as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I, there's an AEW shirt near the end. Also, yeah, I noticed um, that. That one's definitely more obvious. And, uh, Maggie does the Sabu chair throw. Yeah. Just straight at his face, but he does hit one of the sickest looking Kevin Nash, big boots. Oh yeah. Right into this guy's face. <laughs> the, the two, one of the two moves that Kevin Nash could do <laughs> without tearing his quad. 
Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> uh, another awesome uh, plancha, you know, yeah. by Cobra. That that is and a Kenny Omega esque plancha. Term- Terminator dive for sure. Yep. I, I love the oh, I love the Terminator dive. So good. So sick. Um, Kenny Omega. I love you. What a great man. And and what a great also let's just I'm I wanna splurge, splurge for a second. The entrance to carry on my wayward son when they came mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Like, yeah, so good. Come on. And their new entrance showing their silhouettes, and then Kenny mm-hmm. fires the gun with the pyro behind him. <laughs> love that entrance. So, oh yeah, so good. they know how to how to do it. There is there is an art to having an entrance music to live or to uh, to licensed music, and they AW knows what it's doing with its licensed yes. music. Jane for uh, for Orange Cassidy, so Absolutely. high, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I mean, that's one of the only things that's missing in this book is is cool entrances. Basically, yeah. you don't not a lot of room for it um no promos really you know you don't get the art of the promo which is a very important part of pro right. wrestling we and get personally speaking at the beginning of the cobra sun yes promo, yeah. you get both you get a little promo you get a little bit of entrance but yeah. not a lot in the rest of it personally speaking i would say that overall in the book a weakness to me is that the matches are a little too short agreed agreed and i don't if know if to... maybe it was him trying to make sure that people who are comics fans but not pro wrestling fans don't get too bored with it mhm i mean if you were to be watching these matches in real time they would be a couple minutes max yeah, but 5 minutes you know, max yeah um maybe even less some of them are super short but yeah. you know that's that's only for me and obviously as a pro wrestling fan you know what a typical length of a match is. But these feel more like fights. Yeah, and we're able to fill in the blanks as well with the passage of time between panels too. Yeah, um, although these matches are just fat. They're all about speed. Everyone's hitting yeah. big moves and speed and they're working each other really hard and going hard. And um, Lana does an absolutely Ooh. sick TLC two. Jeff Hardy Swanton off the off the ladder through the table. table. Yeah. Onto his back. Oh, He's just no kind of draped over it. Draped over the table onto the back. Yeah. <laughs> and then so Maggie gets brutal. a chain and starts like using it like Street Fighter style. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's kick she's kicking butt with that. Chair shots, tacks, walls of Jericho on the tacks. On the tacks, dragging him along them. Yeah, stab, 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 stab. You see that? Yeah. Just so much blood. and Lota gets the barbed wire or the nailed baseball bat. and No, that is barbed wire. And she wraps the chain from Maggie around her arm and hits the most satisfying. King Kong Lariat. King Kong Lariat. That... She she gave him the hangman special with that. <laughs> Just oh lord, yeah, knocked Maggie oh, yeah. the next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing! I love that. Um, oh, I love the way that chops are shown. Yes, rippling, Big, boom, rippling across the chest. Chop. Um, yeah, really Ooh. great. <laughs> and then harder, way get... harder than Flair. Way harder than way Flair. Harder to chop. But then we get the uh, the Adam Cole, Alistair Black takeover spot 
where <laughs> he gets suplexed onto the edge of two chairs and breaks him in half. Yeah. Sick. Absolutely disgusting. So And still so kicks true. out. Still kicks out somehow. Yeah. I have no idea. But then we get them trying to hit the uh the steel sunrise. Uh, but the guy like pulls at the mask, rips his mask, and that's when we get Lona finding out that Cobra Sun is her dad. The moment that we all knew was going to have to happen, right? Eventually, yeah, somehow, yeah, yeah. and in the worst way possible. She's she's stun locked by by the reveal, and then gets light tubed. Which yeah, like you said, it's death. Light tube to the back of the head is is death. Because yeah, I mean. That it is interesting that they're so they're sell they're sold so hard in this, but yeah, you get hit by a light tube, especially the back of the head, you're done. Yeah, no kidding. And they, this is the this is the first of like three big swerves, right? Yeah, is they lose, they then we lose get, the title, they lose the the championship match, then we get the quick flashback and we see the other side of Fiso. Mm-hmm. He's lost uh, uh his daughter. Uh, his daughter that's right yeah, yeah she yeah. was six he says and yeah you get this and then they're gonna train another montage love to see, it. see them oh, training yeah. there they look hard as hell and they win and then all right this is what we agreed to we're gonna fight each other to the death to decide who's not and immediately at this point i was like is the perspective shifting right are we are they gonna be the main characters for the rest of the because they've Comment. been in it since what issue two when they first uh, pop yeah. up in the bar uh, three 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 you're right yeah so they've been around mm-hmm. and at that point like we've still got two issues of this left and i'm like wait but the tournament's over like what do we yeah. do here big swerve and you know when you you get the setup you're like okay so what's gonna be the trajectory of this right they're gonna go to the finals and they're either gonna win or lose and that'll be the end right that's the big finale nope not the finale definitely not and then we Um, get this really great flashback where uh daniel garcia i mean um (laughs) young cobra son uh comes hit tell me i'm wrong (laughs) tell me what i'm telling lies i can can see (laughs) where's the lie crickets (laughs) damn sucks what's drape matter doing in the impact zone (laughs) but yeah we we see the aftermath of dixie carter i'll make you pay (laughs) (laughs) what did you do to tna (laughs) what if we took the six-sided ring and made it four sides what if what if like this this comic is like rocking and then in issue six hulk hogan comes in (laughs) and he's like i'm running the comic now brother (laughs) no more six-sided ring no more no more tag teams it's all solos now hope you like the nasty boys (laughs) (laughs) because they're gonna be tag team champions now yeah (laughs) yeah we see the the entirety of issue six is really just cobra sun the cobra sun show Mm -hmm. because we get the backstory we get young cobra son meeting yua and i freaking love them just them together uh we yeah. get this amazing shooting star press into a ddt that again is just physically not possible off the balcony too off the balcony yeah like there's so just cool. no way full page splash Ugh. of him 
mid shooting star with the crowd. Just as gorgeous just so as cool. the Lona uh, Moonsault. Like, mm-hmm. gorgeous. And this, this guy's selling this DDT like RVD. Yep. Like, he's, like he sells RKOs. Yeah, just spike top of the head, arms out. Uh, yeah, so good. And then he meets Yua. And apparently she's already a star. He's been working the indies, and she came to recruit him. And I just, I love their dynamic together. I love their energy. They have great chemistry. Um, it's just really fun. And then we cut back to present day, where Fiso is kicking the shit out of each other. Um, yeah. Maggie gets knocked into the paramedics who are trying to stretch her uh, Lona out. And then Cobra Sun catches the guy out of the midair oh, trying to do a dive Nasty. and tombstones this man to hell. Yeah, like you can see the back of his head wrinkling up from the Ugh. impact. Yeah, spiked. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Oh, it's, it's incredible. incredible. And yeah. so Fiso end up offing each other. Necro- I love like we get this really touching scene of uh, of Cobra Sun and Lona like reconciling. Where she's like, I know you. Like, you're yeah, my dad. I know who you are. You're my dad. Yeah. Oh, uh, hits me right in the gut. And then fucking Necroton just Bang. kicks the door open. <laughs> Straight she's like, like <laughs> can you walk? We got to give you the titles. Yeah. <laughs> and so Sun and Steel get the belts by default because Fiso uh, had to forfeit due to you see a them dead. case of death. You see them in a pool of blood. Because uh, the guy has had his head bashed in with the title, and the woman has had has gotten garroted with barbed oh. wire, and they're both dead. <laughs> Second swerve. Yep. At the end here, and then we get just this wonderful moment of the two of them in the middle of the ring with the titles. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. They're the champions. And yeah, then we beautiful go to image. the resurrection chamber, <laughs> where Necroton yeah. reveals. Yeah, I don't have the power to bring your mother back, but I pulled some strings and all you have to do is beat one more guy and then you're going to get your mom back. Easy peasy. Oh, by the way, that guy, it's God. (laughs) And that's interspliced with this great uh, flashback of Cobra Sun running through this hospital. He busts the door. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like the match before mine went long. And then we see Lona having been just born. Oh, right. Oh, dude. Ooh. So this is when the tears started. Yep. When I first read this issue, like the day it came out, I was emotional when I, of course. When I read yeah, it. Yeah, and, yeah. and I was like, wow, this is, this is, emotional this is hitting. This is getting, this is really hitting hard here. And then when I read it the second time, I was just, I was starting to just be wrecked yep. by this. This whole, them going up to Heaven's Gate pro wrestling. <laughs> Incredible. Um, Shout out to Dragon Gate, I guess. Yeah. Come, <laughs> come and meet your new daughter. There she is in the hospital with little Lana, you know, and then you get this like... <laughs> Want to wrestle the creator of the universe? And the crowd is chanting, God, 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 God. 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 Sun and steel. Yeah, huge. God is jacked. He is Lord Humongous. He is Lord Humongous. Ruler of the the wasteland. The Ayatollah of rock and roll. I have watched the entirety of the Death Life Tournament. You are most impressive. Here we are, both of you versus the one of me for the life of your mother, the fight of a millennium. 
God, God, God. Oh my gosh. Hello, beautiful. And then Jacob, your mask. Oh, I completely forgot. Hello, Lana. It's so nice to meet you. And God, shall, like, we, shall we shall we begin? begin? God, 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 oh, God, God. That to is be a final boss moment. If you've ever absolute seen final one. boss stuff, right? Holy here. shit! Yeah, um, man, I was I was just like getting really emotional. I was getting really emotional the second time that I read this, and I reread it, rolling into the final issue, reading it for the first time here. And let let and, me yeah. l- let me let you know, listener. As we're recording this, I finished reading this an hour before we started recording. So I'm still very <laughs> much mis- in my feelings mistake. about this. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. Classic, classic mistake. By Gigantic. Um, um, yeah. So we we get the opening of the last chapter with God doing his best Hulk Hogan. Just giving, <laughs> him, yeah. giving him the... Bum, 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 bum. When it okay, comes well, down and it hurts the, the, like... but the real moment that I realized that I was not ready for this issue was the first panel because the match <laughs> is being announced by Brody Lee. Yeah, I... you, you know what that means. It's Brody Wednesday. Lee, you know what that means. He's in heaven, he gets to call wrestling, oh, and everything's okay. God. Oh. <laughs> and, I, and I was already emotional. I read that. I was like, I'm not ready. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I am not ready for this. Oh, Beautiful little God. tribute. And you wouldn't if you you only know it if you're if you're a fan. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's it's genius. And the the idea that someone that good does get to just he gets to call wrestling matches forever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's perfect. And. um Necroton gets to give them a little gift by giving them new outfits, new ring gear, matching they, ring gear, and there. And I didn't realize realize this until just when we started recording this. They're in um, the mom's colors. Yeah, the colors. Yeah, from the, from yeah. Her ring so it's gear, just, which oh, gosh. oh god, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's just so it's so emotional and so powerful. And again, like we talked about, the ridiculousness of this premise, of course. And then, but just being so emotional throughout it all. And it's very uh, shonen battle manga where it's like, yeah. we are going to fight God to save our mother. Yeah. Like the, 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 I'm going to fight God to save my mother, his wife. Like, yeah, we are going to fight against God to save one person. Yeah. It's, and I'm jealous. Co- Cobra Sun and Lana Steel Rose get to do what I've always wanted to do. Fight Fight God. God. <laughs> <laughs> you know m- maybe maybe one day you and i will get to be in the uh, death life tournament and we'll mm-hmm. we'll make it all the way to go- the god stage uh, <laughs> uh he gets to hit a sick tiger driver 98 oh my god well, well he is this dude's rocking like, <laughs> oh this is this is when you hit when you get to the big final boss this is when you you accidentally run into Sephiroth a little too early in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. And you're like, like, wait a oh second. No. What do I hear boss music? One winged angel starts playing. You're like, oh no. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. This is when yeah. you when you play somebody online in WWE 2K22 and they have like three finishers already stored up. <laughs> and he just starts like knocking you around the ring. Yeah, you get burning hammered three times. You get burning hammered three times immediately. 
Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he hits that tiger driver and then Lona saves the match. Yeah. And oh, man. Is... I... Oh, go ahead. I love the tiger driver. It looks perfect. And you see the superimposed vision of Necroton. Tiger driver 98. Good gods. <laughs> yeah. Oh, t- Necroton is the biggest mark in the multiverse. Absolutely. He is. Yeah. He is, he is um... Excalibur on a cosmic level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It knows every, every, he knows every move in the history of every move. <laughs> and he's so excited and he can go for five hours. Though, though I will say, energy. I think he might, he might be like, I kind of, when I hear his voice, I kind of picture just a slightly raspier version of Mauro Ronaldo. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, Stealing Sunner and Fuego. <laughs> I was thinking about a uh, was the ECW Joey Styles. Oh yeah! Oh my, oh my god! god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Im- embattled, disgraced former ECW uh, commentator. Big oof! <laughs> and yeah, La- uh, Lana hits this sick top rope missile drop kick to the back so of the head, um, but then she gets crucifix. Of course, bombed. God hits a crucifix. The crucifix bomb, bomb. like. <laughs> a little obvious, don't you think? God. A little on the nose there, God. <laughs> and uh, um Snap he and Snapdragon hits that Omega Perfect. Snapdragon. Omega Snapdragon. Yeah. And but he, dodges he then out of it. He dodges out of it, yeah. Um and then he does uh Osprey. He, he does. does an Osprey and dodges <laughs> out of the But oh, then man. uh Lona goes and hits the Cody Cutter. She does hit the Cody Cutter. I I was like, is this a is this lethal injection or is this Cody Cutter? Or is it a, I would also accept Oz Cutter in this situation, but uh-huh. I'm gonna She t- didn't I'm, do the she didn't do the taunt. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So I, I'm gonna claim the, the Cody Cutter on this one. But uh <laughs> just purely because she didn't do like the backhand spring into the lethal injection. Oh, that's true. You gotta do the backhand spring. That's right. Yeah, so it's more Cody Cutter or Oz Cutter. That's that's for sure. Um Omega Osprey Wrestle Kingdom. Oof. Hell. Oof. I cannot wait. Uh, so uh, Mr. Brody Six Lee stars. and Necroton are like ready for them to hit this final move. And they. Yeah. Sword Sunrise. They do that power bomb. Double page spread. Oof. So great. Lariat's the hell out of God. <laughs> and then she's like still flying off yeah. in the distance as he's getting dropped some say she's still she she's yeah. still flying to this day but i love the he... onomatopoeia of it just the sword sunrise mm-hmm. like i didn't notice it the first time but yeah oh, it's so good it's so great yeah which is the same thing that's done you know when you see it in the flashback yep um and then he god kicks out at one at one yeah. that's that's a i love your finish can't wait to kick out of it like, <laughs> oh. yeah that's not, not no that's not working for me brother <laughs> <laughs> this is uh omega kicking out of the uh the the the, um, the double yeah yeah, um, yeah 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 the bte yeah. trigger yeah the b the, kicking out one from the bte trigger and yeah. onomatopoeia kick out they go flying love it i love just and... how like gangly loda is when she's in the air her arms mm-hmm. just kind of flop around. Yeah. Yeah. She's, you know, she's green, like she's new, but she's got so much talent. Yeah. She's very limmy. 
So yeah, it's, she's it's, she goes I mean, wild. It's, it's very much an Adonis Creed situation. All the talent in the world just needs a place to focus it. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh man, what if in a uh, Creed three he's fighting to resurrect his dad? Oh man, I give it to me. I'm in, <laughs> and you get I'm him so and Jonathan Majors having the tag team. <laughs> tag team boxing. Tag team boxing. <laughs> uh, it's, the I, next, it's the next. It's the next hit. I'm hyped for Creed three. I'm really hyped. I'm I'm so excited. That trailer got me all hyped up. I yeah. I wasn't sure how it was gonna go, especially since Sly has been not super kind anytime he's talked about it. But <laughs> I'm I'm hyped as fuck. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Nothing's and, ever and... gonna top the hype from Cre- that Creed two trailer because I <laughs> I still watch that at least once a week. <laughs> like that trailer is top tier. The Creed two training montage. Yeah, Man. you can f- you feel like you can you can bench press the world after 100%. you watch that. Feel like you can run up and fight God. Yeah, and God bleeds. Oh, they make so God bleed. Good. A little bit of uh, blood coming out. I think it's perfect that God is wearing a mask. Yeah, as in you don't want to know the face of God. Yep, and it's Absolutely. perfect. He's he's feels enormous. Um, so. Just like that double-page splash, too. This entire time I'm reading this, I'm crying. (laughs) I'm crying from page one, reading this issue. And I'm just reading this, and I'm like, like, I'm like going along, and I'm like, oh my god, Tiger Driver 98. Oh my god, Snapdragon. Oh my my god, Sword Sunrise. Oh, I kicked out at one. Like, I'm crying. I'm crying when I'm (laughs) reading this hype as hell, metal as fuck, pro wrestling battle with God. And then the double page spread and the crowd goes, wow. And Necroton at the base of the, the page, the lava flowing behind him, you know, these birds in the sky, maybe angels in the moon and smoke. It is, it is the impossible has happened. Sword and steel made God bleed. They made God bleed like that kind of thing. It's chills. My God. Chills. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's, Jim Ross, not tired at the end of a five-hour AEW pay-per-view. <laughs> really giving it. And yeah, but then that, God's just like, God I, goes God mode. He, he goes greatness on a different level mode. He decides, <laughs> I'm done here. And he double suplexes them. And immediately when he gets them up for this, I shit you not, I, I thought like, of you. Yeah. <laughs> because he goes up and he does his his finisher, the Pillars of Golgotha, which is just a two-winged angel. Yeah. From, soup, each from the top rope. Man. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how you do it. Like, no one kicks out of the one-winged angel. No one's going to kick out of God's two-winged super one winged angel and he destroys the ring destroy yeah now this is is this is the only thing that i didn't love because i feel like you get all this hype up for sun and steel and in the last two matches they have they lose both of them that's fair that's the only thing i didn't i didn't love about it because if you're gonna have them lose to god they should have beaten fiso that's fair i think that's fair um yeah, they could have still won the tournament and then, yeah, I've been like, okay, well, I can't we resurrect. Because we get there him. anyway. Yeah. And I get that 
I get that he wanted to have that swerve, but it all, it, it feels Russo-esque where it's like, we're overcomplicating getting from point A to point B here. So that's the, the cage on top of a cage on top of a cage. Chair shot, stroke, my world. And guitar shot. You're right. Shit. See, you got me doing it. With the baby powder. With the baby powder. <laughs> hit my music. Cut my music. <laughs> okay, now hit my music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that I wish we could have. That's the only thing I would have tweaked. But of course, you're not going to beat God. Yeah. Like, it's it's not going to happen. Uh, so we get the streamers. Uh, he offers the God belts. Which are the most yeah. gaudy looking things, but still look better than 90% of WWE's current belt designs. Mm, yeah, I'm not a fan of the big W. Yeah. <laughs> but Lana's immediately just like, I don't want a belt, I want my mom. Because it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, your belt design sucks. <laughs> but. Yeah, and man, the mo- my. Emotion mania was running wild. Boy, wasn't me. it? <laughs> and then God says, "I, you lost. I'm not bringing your mom back. But what I can do is I can unlock. I can give you the gift of memory, which is the other half of the memory we got from chapter one. Yeah. And Yua finishes, you know, the I'm not going anywhere for a long time. And as she's going to leave, she says, actually, it might be kind of like wrestling. <laughs> a lot of people think wrestling is about the outcome, the ending, predetermined. Why bother watching? But we all know where we're going in the end. Eventually, we die. Our outcome is always known. I guess what. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is. I don't think it's about the end, Lona. It's about it's about the story. And everyone's story is worth telling. No matter how it starts, no matter how it ends. You can make it. I, I believe in you. You can make it to the end. <laughs> you can do uh, it. Um and uh and, and Lona says, but when the end does happen, will you be watching me even after you're gone? And you get the page turned. As uh, as Lona and uh, Cobra Sun, as Lona and Jacob are embracing in the middle of the ring, and it pans back, and we see Yua sitting in the crowd saying, "That's my girl." Yeah. I was a mess. I am a currently mm-hmm. a mess, but when she she says that line, I don't think it's about the end. It's about the story. And everyone's story is worth telling. It hit on this thing. And a a lot of times when people, like when I talk to people who aren't wrestling fans, they're like, why do you like it? You already, like, it's fake, it's fixed, it's whatever. And I never know the exact way to explain to them why I love it. And this not only gave me that, that definitive reason why I love pro wrestling, but also why I yeah. love storytelling. And it I I was crying. I was crying yeah. reading that. Like the dam broke. And I like I was oh, on the yeah. verge of tears the whole time. And then I get to that specific panel and I just I broke down. Well, personally, as I was already crying, <laughs> <laughs> I was weeping. Just 
just an absolute wreck and this Ugh. this you know everything with the memory just 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 mercilessly destroyed and i felt like it's a beautiful love letter to pro wrestling right where mm-hmm. everything and the beauty of that and man it's a beautiful it's a beautiful reflection on, on parenthood and like we were talking about where you know dwj raising his young daughter being the, the the other half of the emo the equation here with this entire this entire story and the idea of you know she's gone but she's still watching you and she still oh loves God. you and your parents still care for you this healing of between the father and the daughter and earlier you know they're talking about like all the time that they had lost after after yeah. the mom's death and now they finally like repaired and they don't have her back, but they have the memory of her and they can still love her together and love each other. Yeah. Know that she's watching her. And I felt like such an idiot not thinking that Yua was going to be in the crowd until the end here. Yeah. They're in heaven, right? At a wrestling, you know, of course promotion. she's, she's going to be there. Um, I don't know if you recognize anyone in the crowd there at the final shot, but... There's were, a couple people that I recognize. Name them. Name them. Because I thought well, I, I did, but I couldn't like. One, one in particular that, are you a Cowboy Bebop fan? Of course I am. Well, that's definitely Spike Spiegel. That's absolutely Spike Spiegel. Yeah. So Spike Spiegel's there, which is, I guess, a bit of a spoiler for <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. Whoops. 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 Um, but, you know, I think there's a few people there. And I, I'm sure that everyone here is chosen for a reason. Right. Um, yeah. So there there's that and i just it was beautiful and it it destroyed me and it healed me at the same time (laughs) yeah as i'm just just crying so hard at the end of this and i'm so thankful for it too yeah in that it would have been a happy ending if they got her back and nothing go on with their life but it means a lot more that they don't and I was thinking about it's like that's so unfair that like everyone else before them got to get their loved one resurrected, but not them. Yeah. And then I thought two things, which was, well, this is the point of the story. Right. And it wouldn't be the story without it. And two, maybe Necroton never was able to resurrect anyone at the same he, time. Because he, he does mention that there were other tournaments. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah, there's other tournaments. Oh yeah, it went pretty well. Uh let's not talk about it. <laughs> And she um, and she asked him like how many like how many tournaments have you had and how many people like have won yeah and he's and he just like kind of like shrugs uh, a few <laughs> yeah whatever um, I do love you know a lot of the um, the comic this backstory of oh he was this dictator and he's evil yeah. and blah 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 it's like when's the heel turn for Necroton totally and there's that moment in the second to last issue where he's like do you know how powerful I am and he gets yeah. real big and he's like I've crushed people like you. And then he gets back normal. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, this is, you know, trying to make the best of it. Yeah. And I was like, I loved him. I yeah. love Necroton. He gives me like Disney's Hades energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And I just, I really enjoyed him. He's, he he's just loves second, pro wrestling, man. He's the second biggest pro wrestling fan in the multiverse. <laughs> right after God. Right after I God. I love that God is the big, the world's biggest pro wrestling of fan. Of course he loves pro wrestling. 
Yeah. And of course he would want to set up his own pro wrestling federation. He's just like, he hands them the belts wanting to be like, you guys want to be, want to be in my promotion? Like we can all be <laughs> champions together. <It'd> be fun. <laughs> I just, I'm sure he's fought so many, you know, dead pro wrestlers <laughs> over the years. And, God, you know, um, I, I, I want to see that God versus Eddie Guerrero match, man. Oh my gosh. You know, Eddie's up in heaven. Yeah, he is. I just, I I love this story too, because like you, you, you touched on it, that this isn't just a story about them coming to grips with each other and them, you know, realizing that, you know, they can repair their own relationship. It is and a story about like parenthood and a story about family and acceptance. It's also a story about loss. And yeah. You know, not not to get especially personal, but like, you know, I I lost my my grandma uh, some years back, and she was one of the biggest supporters of mine when it came to my acting. Mm. And um, this last page hit me especially hard because uh, I, yeah, it was it was one of those moments where it's like, you know will you be watching me even after you're gone? And it, yeah, it, it hit, it hit me like a fucking Mack truck. And the story about accepting what is and letting go of what was, um, is it's, it's beautiful. It is absolutely. I think my favorite of, uh, of Johnson's work so far. And it is, um, I'd have to tally up the votes, but for me, and spoiler for my year-end episode, whenever I get that done, <laughs> but it 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 is probably my comic of the year. Um, it's the the I mean, especially for you and me, the um, the combination of pro wrestling and comic books, comic books. But I've seen people online that don't watch pro wrestling, and they're like, "This is incredible." Yeah, there's so much here that it's speaking to besides this. Absolutely. It's, the 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 love for pro wrestling is there and it's really fun to watch all this and and go crazy for all the references and the moves and stuff like that but the story the action the emotion what it's trying to say it's so much bigger than that it's not exclusive there's nothing exclusive about this right you got oh you got to know pro wrestling um and it's it's so beautiful and, and, and obviously like we we've said like the experience is absolutely enhanced if you do have that pro wrestling knowledge but you don't need it right yeah um yeah and and like i said i, I was just a wreck i yeah, was a wreck yeah. for a while yeah and af- still fresh. afterward still fresh for you but afterward throughout today after i was done with it and the emotions had sort of subsided i felt a little emotionally drained from the oh, comic. oh boy yeah but i also felt really good yeah also i felt really good it was um kind of cleansing to some degree it wasn't it wasn't cheap emotions it wasn't cheap heat that this comic had it was really really true and it was really beautiful and positive and i really appreciated that uh, in the end that it was able to go there and, and do that and like we talked about before the podcast started, there's just stuff in this comic that personally was really emotional speaking to me. Yeah. And 
just having that was was <laughs> we talked about <laughs> scheduling scheduling this episode before before this comic came out i was like i'm not ready dude <laughs> like i'm not ready for We've this been talking issue. all week like i'm not ready for the i I I I, I want to read you, listener, one of the messages that Matt sent to me because we <laughs> yeah. are we're we're messaging back and forth, and he goes after reading it, he goes, "I'm a fucking wreck, dude," and I'm like, "I haven't read it yet." He goes, "No joke, cry through the whole thing, ending made me weep," and I'm like, "Holy shit, man, I'm not ready," and he responds, "Yeah, you're not." Like, yeah, <laughs> I was, and he was right. I was not. Um. Yeah, it was uh it was like like you said it was emotionally taxing especially going through the other six issues prior to this mm-hmm. because it feels like you are going through however however many stages of grief like yeah. there are and it's you get to the end and it is that moment of acceptance it is that mm-hmm. moment of like okay things aren't going to be how they were and somehow that's okay. Yeah. And yeah, man, it was, uh, it, it was, I had to sit with it for a while and Mm. I, I wasn't ready to start recording here, but like, I, (laughs) I'm glad we took the time and we talked about it. Cause it's like, this is a book that is about so much more than just pro wrestling and just comic books, but they, it combines two of my great loves um, recently I've gotten a lot of, uh, really positive feedback on the Antonio Noki and Superman episode, which I really, amazing episode. Uh, I love that. I, I, it's, it's an episode that I, that didn't do very well, uh, listenership wise, but like, um, I felt so good about No accounting it. for bad taste. Exactly. And it's like, again, this was a comic that I have been shouting from the rooftops from the beginning was, I was like, this comic is made for me, but everyone else should be reading it. <laughs> and like i still feel that way like if you have never loved pro wrestling i think you're still gonna love this comic like matt said like it's about the characters it's about the storytelling which again is the driving force behind what makes pro wrestling work it's not just about the work rate it's not just about the phenomenal seven star matches in the tokyo dome it's about the characters it's about the story they're telling and yeah this is one of the great stories that I've ever read in a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, phenomenal. Unreal. Just, and the whole time, like, there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to nail it, too, yeah. at the end. That's, and that's why I was so scared to read this fucking thing. Because <laughs> I was like, dude's going to wreck me. Like, he always just destroys me. Like, he's, it's so good. You're like, man, th- I'm having so much fun. What a great time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah i'm 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 just a a wreck right now and i'm so looking forward to whatever he he's going to do next he said in one of the the back matter that he has an idea for a cobra sun prequel yes set in mexico before he meets yua which i should be for sick let's do it let's do it and have Um, have the ending of that be his first match with yua there you go and i would love to, i would love that i think he has something else planned next and who yeah. knows what it is but obviously i'm there season tickets have been renewed 100 I'd, um, I'd even be down for more uh more stories of other death life tournaments with new yeah characters. you've you've got a really cool universe here yeah that you could expand on if you want to if you want to. you don't have to but it's really great it's there and if he never touches this again 
will be totally okay as one completed piece. Yeah. And I, I loved it so much. I, I haven't read a ton of new comics this year, but it's one of my favorite things that I've read or watched or experienced for the first time this year, just yeah. generally speaking, because it's that it's that damn good. And yeah, uh, I, I, I want you to know that if I listener, I want you to know that Matt loves this so much that I got him to talk for almost two hours about a comic book. That thing <laughs> that he hates now. Uh-huh. I've turned heel. He's turned heel officially. He uh he and and the invisible hand, Don Callis over there, really uh <laughs> really swerved us all. <laughs> One of my favorite moments of uh heel uh champ Omega is when he's like freaking out after like beating someone up. And he grabs, he has the microphone. He's like, give me the microphone, Don. Give me the microphone. And he already has the microphone. Here, he's holding it. He's saying it into the microphone. Really great. Um, Heal Kenny Omega. Omega. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just Kenny. Um, uh, um, what was I going to say? We should talk about, if someone's listening to this and it's not a, a big pro wrestling fan. Yes. And we said, check out a match or two. Oh, are there any recommendations that we would have Um, in? I would say another one that um, Johnson recommends in the back matter in the end of issue six. This last one he recommends is Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio title versus mask at WCW Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc. It's on YouTube. It's It's awesome. It's incredible. It's a great match. Um, Um, I I think honestly, the, uh, the AJ Styles Shinsuke Nakamura Wrestle Kingdom 14 no Sick 12 match. 11 something like that somewhere it, in there um, it's, in there. it's their, it was their one and only match before they both went to WWE and they never faced each other before one on one wonderful and they story never did again. And they never did again ever um this their this WrestleMania match is good it's very good it's very good um but the the ending's not great but no. It was also in front of people who had been at a show for four hours up until that point. So people were drinking. <laughs> but um, Shinsuke versus Sami Zayn at yeah, NXT TakeOver. Yeah. The uh, storytelling, the you don't ever. even need to know either of them to know the story they are telling. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, I would also say Matt, Matt doesn't love this one as much as I do, but the Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole... Uh, two out of three falls match at TakeOver New York. I have never in my life been so invested in a match that was happening live that I was watching. Mm-hmm. I am a huge Gargano mark. And so seeing him finally, you know, wrestling for the big one and with the opportunity that he might actually do it this time, um, I love that match. I love that match to death. I really do. Also, I would recommend Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar. No Way Out 2004. Speaking of crying because of pro wrestling. Yeah, that match I can never get through without getting at least a little teary-eyed. Yeah. That is wonderful storytelling. Oh, yeah. So emotional. I watched that the first time live. I watched that live. And then uh, rewatching in the years since, you know, with everything with Eddie gone. It only gets better. It's amazing. Um, uh, Gargano versus Andrade for yeah, the title is awesome. Great. Uh, oh, man. When Andrade double stomps Gargano in the outside tree uh, of woe yeah. onto the ground. 
Ooh, what a killer spot right so there. Uh, er, new ones, Punk versus MJF in the Great. dog collar. There is a... Go ahead and talk about it, but there's there's a uh, there's a YouTube video that's basically like a compilation of the entire mm-hmm. rivalry. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of those. There's some really good YouTubers out there that do almost video essays or compilations of uh, matches, you know, or storylines. Uh, I've seen stuff for like Hangman too, and like it's, his it's by title. Outside Interference is the channel. Go check it okay. out. Uh, the it it's looking at it's a 47 minute video but it <laughs> like a lot to that tracks the entire feud mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end wonderful storytelling undertaker versus Shawn michaels both one both and two i was li- i was there live at the second one in the 10th row watching it that's so cool watching the retirement match of my favorite wrestler of all time that's um, amazing i didn't know that you were there yeah it was great because it was in phoenix and um, okay i my dad got me the ticket as my high school graduation present and so That's I drove fun. up there by myself, had never been to the stadium before um, <laughs> as this little like punk ass, uh, <laughs> eight, you know, 17 year old kid who's just like, I just love my favorite Shawn Michaels. And I just watched him get retired. <laughs> uh, but it was an incredible show. And those two matches are incredible. Yeah. Uh, would also recommend um, Hangman versus Omega great match incredible match oh any omega okada yes of course watch them in chronological order because Mm -hmm. you get so much out of the storytelling of each one because it builds off of the one previous to it yeah wonderful wonderful stuff those are great oh man i'm trying to think of what else i mean there's i mean literally decades of pro wrestling yeah and many many promotions and if you're new to pro wrestling you know i think you should probably start a little bit more mainstream right something that's pretty new new fan new viewer friendly wwf is pretty easy to get into if you're just watching a pretty fine good match with them something that's not like too gimmicky or too like up its own butt with storytelling or like weird interference or complications right um you should just watch the the just watch the my way promo. Just watch the my way promo. That tells you everything you know, need to know about uh, storytelling for wrestling. Good match. Uh, the my way promo is still better than the match, though. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, but any any Rock Austin match is good and is very indicative of like the time that modern attitude era, slightly yeah. post attitude era pro wrestling. Um, yeah man there's just so much it's hard to really you you can pretty much you know dip your hand into a barrel of kurt angle versus brock lesnar and pull out a banger sick sick so, stuff uh yeah honestly oh man it's gunther versus sheamus this oh, year i mean G- Walter versus tyler Bate is iconic uh, mm-hmm. that match needs to be framed somewhere like he's you want to talk about bangers like that one and also the now gunther i guess uh versus sheamus is a classic as well hell of a match hell of a match hell of a story um and what's cool is that we're quickly approaching after i don't i don't think you should wait this long obviously but after wrestlemania there's rumors of like there being a big reset since triple h is now in charge of the uh 
in charge of the company is going to be doing a draft mm. and whatnot. So after WrestleMania, that is also a great place to kind of jump in because that's the start of the year for WWE always leading up to the next WrestleMania. So yeah. there's lots of outlets. And if you ever want like recommendations, feel free to reach out. Always willing to get more people indoctrinated to pro wrestling. <laughs> but also <laughs> if you want a great entry point to pro wrestling, redo a power bomb. Yeah. It's perfect for that too. Yeah. Genuinely. You'll be like, this is great. How do I get to watch this like live now? <laughs> <laughs> so as we are wrapping up here, Matt, um, if people want to keep up with you following this, how, uh, how can they do so? How can they follow up with you? Well, you can uh, follow me on YouTube. That's my main thing. Uh, just search for Matt Draper. That's my channel. You know, we're in December right now, and I'm doing a, a special month called Resi December Evil. Baby! It is a... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, put the baby at the end. Yeah, I'm sorry, gotcha. I forgot that. Um, and uh, it's a month of Resident Evil videos. I The first one was talking about the original Resident Evil and the, its remake. The second one, uh, which came out at the time of this recording today is about George Romero's unmade Resident Evil uh, movie. Such a good video. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I loved going through that script. Talking about the script, the history, everything around it. The The next video will be um, about uh, the fall of Raccoon City. Talking yeah. about the, the overall story that goes through a lot of Resident Evil games. Talking about the fears and social commentary and the ideas that run through that and why it still resonates with fans. And then uh, one that I'm working on right now is the Resident Evil live action movie retrospective. So yes, I'm talking about every live action Resident Evil movie and the Netflix series and one video. It's going to be big. It's going to be close to 50 minutes long. Oh man. Um, so this is one of my biggest videos ever. Yes. And I'm going to tell you right now that people are going to be mad at me because I, my opinion is that a lot of the Paul W.S. Anderson movies actually kind of rock. <laughs> I re yeah, go. I, I was just saying, I, I haven't watched those in a while, but I remember loving them when I was watching them. Mm hmm. I, you know, back in the day, I watched the original yeah. Resident Evil and I was like, oh, I love this. And Apocalypse, I was like, this doesn't seem very good. But I was still <laughs> fairly young and I was pretty forgiving. And then I saw Extinction, you know, and I liked it. And then I kind of tailored off. And over the years, I kind of was like lower. I was kind of more down on those movies. Yeah. And then recent years, I, I rewatched a lot of them. I was like, these are fun. Yeah. And then I rewatched them all again. So I've, this is sometimes third, fourth, fifth, tenth time I've watched some of these. It's like, these are actually pretty good. Some of them are bad. <laughs> Apocalypse is not good. No. And um, like the final chapter thing is kind of disappointing. Yeah. I did not like Welcome to Raccoon City, which is the non-Anderson one. I thought oh, it was actually yeah, 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 super yeah. disappointing, especially because uh, yeah. it was actually adapting the games. They did Resident Evil 1 and 2 smash together in one movie. And yeah. spoilers, um, neither story for those starts until halfway through the movie. <laughs> And then you just run through them for 45 minutes together at the same time. Yeah, I, I feel like the closer you get to actually adapting the story of the games, the less good the adaptations have been. I still really enjoyed the original Resident Evil. Yeah. I think it's fun. And I think that Afterlife and Retribution are sick. <laughs> I really like them. Like, you go in, you're like, give me 
big maximalist like crazy action cinema um with some wild stories and effects and slow motion and stuff and you're like let's go let's go for it and i loved it um if you're in just don't think about that about them as as adaptations after apocalypse there's no more uh, adapting going on here yep Perfect. I really enjoyed that. Um, so I'm working on that now. And then I haven't started the the fifth and final video. The plan is to talk about Resident Evil 2 and the remake. Nice. So, Hell yeah. yeah. So you, you've got not just one, but two fully themed months going on as you were listening to this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, Indie and the opposite of indie. <laughs> <laughs> as mainstream as it gets. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Give me those views. <laughs> but I am... I've I've said it before and I'll say it every single time that Mac comes on like genuinely one of the best channels on YouTube oh, thank you. whether it's comics or not whether he talks about comics not. or he doesn't and this one it he never doesn't. has been it never <laughs> will be again enjoy the podcast appearance you I'm, are now the exclusive channel for Matt Dre for comic book content this is this is your Piper in Portland this is the only time you're a face yeah this is your your brett hart in canada you're a heel everywhere else but you're a face here mjf in new jersey yes mjf in new jersey and long island you will always yeah. be welcome oh, long here island. yeah um but yeah honestly matt's channel is incredible the work that he's been putting in especially this year has been ex- really exciting to see he's been experimenting with a lot of stuff and i think it's been all home runs so I am really excited about Resi December Evil. Um, it's a mouthful. It is. It is. But I think rightfully so. You want you want to get people <laughs> on board r- real quickly. You make a title that you know takes a little bit for you to say, and it's already got you locked in by the time you're done Commit. saying it. Commit to saying this themed month. <laughs> <laughs> and I've loved being on the podcast, and you've been rocking it this year. Oh, I've loved so much. You were talked about the. Antonio Noki Death of Superman uh, episode. I loved it. You know, you did an amazing job. Thank you so much. Bro. And you're talking about views or listens, downloads, whatever. And look, it's a, it was a, such a specific topic. It was. But personally <laughs> speaking, so. I have done extremely specific topics too. Yeah. A melding of topics. It's a hard sell. Absolutely. But it, it can be so personal and interesting and unique. And that it came directly from your brain your brain alone was the thing that could only make this and your talent was the only thing that could bring it to life. And you, you kicked ass in that episode. I loved it. Thanks. If you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to that and comic books and pro wrestling either, or, or both together interest you check it out. Cause I really, really loved that. Like you said, he he only says this stuff on the podcast. If you catch him on Twitter or anywhere else, he's going to talk shit about me until the day until the day ends. So I will take all the compliments from Matt Draper. I can get, um, any, any final thoughts on do a power bomb and, uh, anything else you want to get off your chest here? <laughs> well, uh, hold on now. Hold on. Let me think for a second. <laughs> well, let me get you another muffin. Let me get you another muffin. Uh, <laughs> Tony's sitting right next to you. Crack open this other line spin drift. Uh, your tone, Tony is wide eyed looking at me. Like, uh... He's going to hand me the title. And that picture of him handing the title to him. Yeah. Be like, oh God, what have I done? Oh, so good. Uh, please read, do a power bomb, even if we spoiled the whole thing for you. Read it again. Um, read it again. 
I'm going to buy, I, I bought everything digitally and I'm going to buy the physical trade when it yeah. comes out. Cause it's awesome. Love his art. And I love physical, actually physically having a copy of it. Um, yeah. I, pro wrestling is beautiful. Um, the su- a superior form of entertainment to comic books. Um, <laughs> and uh, I had to get that in there. Yeah. I, I, and uh, I just want to say that uh, I'm the best in the world. And I have been since day one uh, on this microphone, in that ring, even on commentary. Nobody can touch me. And Eric, as you're lying there, hopefully uncomfortably as possible, that you know that. Oh, boy, do I. (laughs) Do I know that. Um, Yeah, do a powerbomb. It's incredible. It is life-changing, just like pro wrestling in itself. It's a beautiful art, and um, more people should read it. So make sure you read this. Make sure you subscribe to Matt's channel. Make sure you give all of your uh, viewing hours to Resident December Evil. And uh, we will see you right back here next week for the uh, next installment of In December. And uh, until then, top guys out. Welcome back to this week's Comics Countdown. This is the segment of our show where I'll chat you up about all the comics you should be picking up this week, whether it's at your local comic book shop, a comicsology, or however you get your comics. These are the ones I think you should definitely take a look at. But before we get into this week's books, we got to take a look back at last week's books with the Geeksplain Pick of the Week of last week. And I am going to, just to be fair, set Do a Powerbomb number seven aside because we decided to talk about it for right around two hours <laughs> this week. Um, and it would be unfair to just continue to gush about that comic, even though it is amazing. Um, so I'm instead going to set that to the side and look at the remaining books that we had last week. And for me, the one that won out was Immortal X-Men number nine, written by Kieran Gillen with art by Lucas Wernick. Uh, this book rules. Just in general, Immortal X-Men has been such a delight, but this specific issue was wild. I also want to give a very quick shout out to uh, Gotham City Year One, as well as Captain America Sentinel of Liberty. Both those comics were right up there, right up there, but Immortal X-Men, just for the insanity of the events of the issue, uh, won out for me. I'm also going to let you know that this is going to be our last last uh, pick of the week for last week for this year. Uh, I'm recording things a little bit in uh, advance for our final two episodes so that I can have time to spend with friends and family. So I won't be uh, checking in with you on what my picks are, but I will be posting them on Twitter each Wednesday. So make sure you uh, are following us on Twitter at Pods at GeeksplainPOD. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with us and also find out what my picks were of the week are for the next two weeks. So with all of that said, let's check out this week's books. We've got seven books for you this week to check out. So let's kick things off with Batman Spawn number one. This is written by Todd McFarlane with art by Greg Capullo. This is the crossover that people have been clamoring for and waiting for. And uh, we'll just have to see if it's uh, if it's any good. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Anytime Batman and Spawn get in the same arena together. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's at least a very fun time. So let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis. 
Two dark heroes, cursed by tragedy, find their paths crossing again, but not by choice. What sinister foe is at work pitting the Dark Knight against the Hellspawn? From the shadows of Gotham City to New York City, this epic event is the blockbuster you've been waiting almost two decades for. You know, since it's taking place in New York City, I kind of wish that this was the Jace Fox Batman. I think both of them being in New York City, him and... Uh, and Spawn being in New York, this would be a great way to elevate Jace. I know it wouldn't be the, oh man, it's Batman and Spawn, the Bruce Wayne Batman. But I think it would be, it would have made sense for me. And I kind of think it would have been a more interesting story personally. But uh, yeah, I'm still very interested to see what they do here. Should be a fun time. Next up, we have another brand new number one. This is Monica Rambo Photon number one. I kind of still wish it was Spectrum, but Photon's cool. Photon's cool. Uh, this is written by Eve L. Ewing with art by Luca Maresca. And uh, Monica's finally getting another solo series. So that should be really fun. I don't know. I want to say this is an ongoing. I don't know if it's a... It doesn't look like it's a mini. So that's really exciting. Monica is a very underserved character. And with so few female-led books in comics, especially female-led... POC female-led books, uh, this is really exciting to have this out. So let's go ahead and talk about the synopsis. Higher, further, faster. Universal powerhouse Monica Rambeau stars in her very own all-new adventure. The hero known as Photon has been charged with making a very special, very cosmic delivery. Should be light work, get it? For Monica, if family drama doesn't hold her back. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that this synopsis doesn't do a great job, I think, in selling how cool of a character she is. But I have faith in this creative team. I think that if you're a fan of Marvel Cosmic, uh, pick this up because uh, Monica Rambeau is a super cool character who deserves more eyes on her. So make sure you are uh, doing so. Next up, we have a double dose of Dark. First off, we've got Dark Crisis Big Bang number one. This is written by Mark Wade with art by Dan Jurgens. Um, this one's a weird one. Let's, let's get into the uh, synopsis and then we'll talk about it. After the monumental events of Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths number four, Pariah has successfully resurrected the Infinite Multiverse, and all of reality is still reeling from the event. Dark Crisis Big Bang number one is a haunting journey through these newly reformed realities. From the Jurassic League to DC Mech, from Dark Knights of Steel to Batman 89 and back again, in a guest star galore all-new epic by comics legend and DC art, Mark Wade. So y'all know I'm a basic bitch for Mark Wade, so I will be picking this up. But this feels less like a Dark Crisis tie-in and more like a DC previews that they just folded into the event. Um, it it kind of just feels like, hey, these are all the Elseworlds books that we're doing. Check them out, please. But I like Elseworlds, and I've actually really liked this story so far. So I will be checking it out for sure. Next up, we've got in our second of two dark books, we've got Dark Web X-Men number one. This is written by Jerry Duggan with art by Rod Race. Uh, I actually really liked the first chapter of Dark Web, and I'm excited to continue on with the story. So let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis. The X-Men are ensnared in Chasm and the Goblin Queen's dark web. Chaos reigns in the streets of New York City as demon hordes pour forth from the realm of Limbo, a realm that until recently was ruled by magic. A realm now ruled by Cyclops' X, also Havoc's X, also a clone of Jean. The X-Men wade into the fray by taking on some of their darker history as the Goblin Queen returns for vengeance. 
So yeah, I will say I really like that this feels much more contained. It's pretty much everyone who was just in New York when this happened. You know, Spider-Man's obviously there. Uh, the X-Men have their kids next door treehouse, so they are all involved. Um, it's nice. It's it it's kind of nice to have an event involving the X-Men that doesn't involve Krakoa as a whole. Uh, it makes the events that do involve Krakoa as a whole feel a little bit more special. So I'm excited about this. I'm looking forward to this for sure. Uh, next up, we have what I thought was an issue that didn't exist, but it does because Superman Son of Kal-El number 18 is next on the list. Uh, I thought that issue 17 was the last issue. That is not true. It is here on issue 18. Uh, this is written by Tom Taylor with art by Sian Tormi. And this is part six of the Kal-El Returns story that is going to uh, wrap up in Action Comics number 1050. Let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis. Kal-El Returns part six. The Rise of Red Sin. With the landmark Action Comics number 1050 just around the corner, prepare for the ultimate battle between Superman and Lex Luthor, as Clark and John continue their intensive training. But will it be enough to overcome the mysterious new villain calling themselves Red Sin? So yeah, uh, I... Look, for all of its faults, and it's not a perfect book, Superman Son of kal has been a great story for John. I think him stepping in and tackling a lot of the uh, more social side of Superman that doesn't always get the spotlight with the character, especially in his modern comics, um, was good. It was a good idea. The execution wasn't always perfect, but I loved some of the stories that were in this book. I'm sad to see it go, but I'm excited for its evolution into the Adventures of Superman book next month. So pick this up if you're enjoying Kal-El Returns, and I will see you uh, back here for Action Comics number 1049 and 1050. Next up, we've got The Amazing Spider-Man, number 15. This is written by Zeb Wells with art by Ed McGuinness. Um, this, is, this is interesting, right? Because this is obviously part of Dark Web, but I feel like this... This kind of confirms my suspicions after reading that first chapter that Dark Web is a Spider-Man event that just happens to have X-Men tie-ins. Because um, Dark Web is taking place in Amazing Spider-Man, I think, 15 through 17. And the X-Men portions are Dark Web, X-Men number 1, 2, and 3. So... I don't know. It's a little thing. It's a small thing, but I think it's important. But again, I, I'm excited to check this out. Uh, I thought the first chapter of Dark Web was really strong, and I'm excited to just get more of my boy Ben. But we'll see exactly what Chasm's got in store, because I have a feeling this isn't going to focus on him that much. Let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis. Spider-Man versus Venom. Nuff said. What is Chasm's plan, and why is Venom helping him? We got a little hint to that in the first chapter, but I'm excited to see them elaborate on it. Uh, this is going to be a fun event. I, I have a feeling this is going to be really, really fun and a great way to cap off uh, 2022. But the big book of the week, the book I think you should absolutely be picking up is... Danger Street number one. This is written by Tom King with art by Jorge Fornes, and this is their latest 12-issue maxi-series, a book that we've been waiting on for a very long time. Uh, this got announced very early, I believe, this year, and has been delayed at least once or twice. So I'm excited. Let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis. Joining the Justice League is a goal for any superhero, but what happens when a quest for membership takes a sinister turn? 
Join Starman, Metamorpho, and Warlord as they look to prove themselves worthy by summoning and defeating Darkseid in battle. Soon they'll learn that calling upon a new god never ends well, and their world is headed for a crisis as a result. The journey to save the day will be a treacherous one filled with princesses, knights, and all kinds of monsters. Each person the heroes encounter plays a crucial role in this sprawling yet gripping narrative that's a little bit silly, a whole lot dark, and completely cool. Expect the unexpected with a supporting cast featuring Manhunter, Lady Cop, the Green Team, and the Creeper. Inspired by the heroes and villains of First Issue Special, Tom King and Jorge Fornes return for an unforgettable maxi-series that reimagines the characters and their stories. A multi-character, multi-layered crime drama starring some of DC's most obscure creations. No one will see it coming, but everyone will want to see where it goes. So this is not at all what I thought this book was going to be, but I am stoked to get this. Uh, I love crime dramas. This seems like it's going to be crime drama turned to 11. Um, no one is able to take unsung characters at DC and put them in the 12-issue format quite like Tom King, and his collaboration with uh, Fornes is awesome. I haven't read Rorschach yet. But I loved what they did in Batman, and after the Peter Cannon episode last week, I might be itching for some more Watchmen content. I hate to say that, but uh, I will probably be checking that out before the year is done. Uh, I am excited about this. I think it's a really cool concept, and I cannot wait to pick this up. But that is going to do it for this week's Comics Countdown. To recap, we have Batman Spawn, number one, Monica Rambeau, Photon, number one, Dark Crisis Big Bang, number one, Dark Web X-Men, number one, Superman Son of Kal-El, number 18, The Amazing Spider-Man, number 15, and Danger Street, number one. Lots of brand new number ones this week, so you should make it your number one priority to hit up your comic shop. And that is going to bring us to the wrap-up. If this is your first time joining us on the Geeksplain podcast and you like what I do here, feel free to subscribe to us on the podcasting platform of your choice and give us a rating and review. We drop new episodes every single Wednesday, and honestly, ratings, reviews, and subscriptions really do help me and the podcast out in this weird podcasting algorithm space, raises up our stock, and gets us out and into the orbit of listeners just like you. And if you give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you want to call it, I will read your review here live on the podcast. You can write literally whatever you want. I will be forced to read every single word. Uh, as long as you give me those five stars, the sky's the limit on what you can write. And you'll be able to join the likes of our Red 13, including CFRND, Joshua Panels to Pixels, Matt Draper, Burrito Man 88, Doug from For Every Kind of Geek, Don Swanson, That Guy Brian, Mouth Dork, Dallas Meeks, Amazing Spider Fan, A-Lock and AZ, Sass and Jedi Jesse 20. Want to say a huge thank you to these fine folks for their reviews, and I cannot wait to hear yours. Give me some reviews! I want to finish off this year by reading at least one more review. I would absolutely love that. Please send in your reviews. I love to read them. Uh, also, if you want to be part of our Geeksplain mailbag, send your emails to geeksplain at gmail.com, put Geeksplain mailbag or just mailbag in the subject header, and I will read it here on the Wednesday show. If you want to keep up to date with the podcast, participate in polls that decide future episodes, or maybe you just want to shoot the shit with me on the latest geeky news, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter for as long as Twitter stays active. At uh, Geeksplained Pod, that's at Geeksplained P O D. And uh, yeah, that's where you can follow up with us. That's where I'll be doing announcements and all that stuff. So if you are a fan of the podcast, if you're a fan of me, feel free to follow us there. And finally, every single Friday is the Geeksplained Book Club, where I 
I, alongside my amazing friends, Malcolm Russell Nelson and Jacob Brown, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Ultimate Spider-Man. Last week, we saw the demise of the Ultimate Universe as everything died in the lead-up to Secret Wars. This week, Miles Morales finds himself in a brave new world as we cover the first five issues of 2016's Spider-Man. Just... Spider-Man. It's when Miles Morales was Spider-Man. Peter Parker was amazing Spider-Man. It was a whole thing. Very excited to talk about this. Uh, I don't really remember this period of time for Miles as a character, so I'm very excited to uh, revisit it alongside Malcolm and Jacob. Make sure you tune in this Friday for that for the Geek Explained Book Club. Uh, Spidey Fridays are a real thing, so be there or be square, not a circle. I want to say a huge thank you to Matt Draper for coming on the show once again. He's a recurring guest at this point, but it's always great to talk to him about wrestling, about comics, and in this episode, you got both. So uh, we've got much more in store for in December. Next week is our Christmas edition of in December, where I will be joined by Dallas of the Comics Collective podcast to talk about Klaus by Grant Morrison and Dan Mora. I've never read this story before. Very excited to chat with Dallas about it, and I cannot wait to ring in Christmas with you here on the podcast. But that is going to do it for this week. Stay tuned for part three of In December next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. But for now, for the Geek Explained podcast, I've been Eric Kazana. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Christmas season. Stay safe. Thank you very much for listening, and we will... See you next time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the season of all with those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call it's the happiest season of all there'll be parties for hosting marshmallows for toasting and caroling out in the snow There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time of the Scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful time.
guys out i was gonna say it if you weren't <laughs> i was waiting for you to say it and i was like he didn't say it in the plug so i'm gonna do it uh. <laughs>